Welcome to the Flawed, Foolish and Fantastic Podcast. Good, thank you. I just want to say thank you very much for coming on to the Flawed, Foolish and Fantastic Podcast. And basically the Flawed, Foolish and Fantastic Podcast is to speak to those individuals who are fantastic, giving something back to the community, whether it's Sikh community, Punjabi community, the larger community, or doing great work within themselves um, and helping others. So me and Manfred Singh here, we're the flawed and foolish. We've come to learn from the fantastic today. The big thing that I have with regards to this podcast is to find out about the individuals behind the fantastic work that they do. A lot of the times we focus on the fantastic work, we know about institutions, we know about things like that. But what I want to talk about is who you are. Get to know who you are, what's moulded you into the individual that you are today and all the work that you're doing. Um, so myself, I just want to say thank you very much for coming on. And thank you for, so much for letting us into your house and ruining the place and taking over for a bit. And I really off, do appreciate it. We know each other for a while now, many years in fact. Yeah. I, I can't really accept anything that you said is true because genuinely, you know formalities, you know, I've got a lot of love for you, a lot of respect for you. And I, owe, and I owe you a lot for the stuff you've taught me, doing the stuff, many things that I've imparted into the world that you just spoke about. So I won't accept that I'm the, that you're the fraud and, and I'm the fantastic one, but I'll let it there out of respect for you because because. Like we give him the tenor, I promised him for saying that. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks very much. Right, right so, before we go any further, before yes, you start, I want I want to start on you. So my first question with regards to finding out about you and how fantastic you are is finding out who is Amandeep. Um. I'm not really. Sure. I don't really. I don't really speak about myself. Bro. I don't exactly. Really that's why we're here. <laughs> okay. Um. I'm 38 years old, I'm a commercial litigation solicitor um, by profession. Uh, I stepped back from that, I'm a consultant mainly now. Uh, we stepped into other businesses. Business-wise, we have, I'm very, very grateful to say, a successful property business that we've started. We were buying small properties, doing small uh, conversions into loft, uh, rear extensions. We're doing them sort of on the side as I was developing my property career. Yeah. And uh, over the years, it became quite apparent to me in my singing that what we would do on Saturdays and Sundays was actually making us more money than the actual full-time job. Yeah. So at some point it made it made, uh, made sense to sort of step back from that and start contracting a property. And then me and my business partner, my brother, uh, Deep Singh, who is yeah. actually a really great uh, guiding light in my life as well, we, we bought some land in East Town, which is great in London. Uh, and we had a, go, a, a, a sort of small to medium-sized um, development. Uh, and with a bit of grace, it, it was successful, and we've so we've built this development. And on the ground floor of that, our newest business has opened, which is a coffee shop. Okay. It's supposed to be something on the side, but it's taken over my life. I love this place. Okay. Uh, just a quick name drop, if I don't mind. No, please go ahead. It's V Six on Instagram, V Six Coffee, and it's a not-for-profit coffee shop. The best coffee in the manor. You cannot get better coffee than that. Yeah. And so I went on the barista courses and all that, and open and just to make sure we had all an understanding of the underlying understanding of coffees. So I was sort of litigation solicitor, property construction, coffee barista. If it makes sense, business wise. Understand. Husband uh, and dad as well. Yeah, husband and dad. Although to be fair, that's really then taking care of me. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's what we do for uh, for, for work. Um, a rather clumsy answer, who will do you? Eh? No, no, that'll do. Well, we'll start delving into that now. Well, with regards to that, the thing that you completely missed off, and I know what, you know, it's a good question that I'm asking is, obviously, who is Amadeep Singh? You've given me a broad spectrum of who you are today. But tell me about your childhood and background. 
I mean, 38 years old, so you've got 38 years to talk about. It's really interesting, bro. So I I was born into a family, which I'm really grateful for. I love him. I've got a very loving family, but let's just say my my youth and my childhood is, is a very distant, far away place from where I currently live right now. So um, to give you an idea, my uncle is one of the most pro prolific landlords uh, in the manner of pubs. He owns yeah. most of the most of the sort of uh, the biggest pubs in East London. Yeah. Um, like the rockers joints that need, they're really hard to manage. You know, you think of like Patrick Swayze and Roadhouse. My uncles sort of run those sort of pubs. So it's uh, not like Albert London. Square. No, not Albert. Not, 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 not the Queen Vic. Yeah. Think think more. Um, I'm oh. trying to think of a depiction of in. Uh, Think, think more heavy rock and yeah, metal, yeah. you know, lots We've of We've got fights. like the Bolton's Arms in Leicester, which is your, your biker gangs. Yeah. They use that sort of pub. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those that you go into if you are either from a couple of the gangs. If you go in outside, expect to get your chitter slapped. I'll tell you, you could like it to you. Have you seen that? Have you seen a Bronx Tale? Yeah. You know the bikers that go in and they, and they go into smash the place. It's a place where those kind of guys go. Sounds good. And my uncle's the kind of guy that will throw them all out, basically. Yeah. So, um, uh, grow, so growing up around the pubs, behind the, behind the bars yeah. and on the pool tables. Yeah. Um, so I went to a school, I went to a, 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 junior, a primary school and a senior school in Epping, which is a, a village in, sort of, uh, in Essex. I remember being at school, being asked by one of the kids uh, in young years if I was Chinese. And I was like, no, I'm not Chinese, because I've never seen a brown person before. Yeah. So like, you know, we've heard about black people, we've yeah. heard about white people. You're not black or white, are you Chinese? Genuine question that they asked my brother. We were at so I'm guessing the ethnic minorities were very, very few. There was a, there was a couple of, there was two black kids in my school. Yeah, yeah in my school, uh, from memory. And I was the only, I was the only Asian person. Okay. So it was like it was like a lot, a, lot of, a lot of hanging around the street corners, a lot of um, sort of recreational drinking, a bit of recreational drugs yeah. there, and just having a lot of fun um, at sort of clubs in the younger years. Yeah, yeah social clubs. Well, or boxing clubs, or gangs, or more like street night, gangs. More nightclubs at that time. Oh, that's right. Uh, uh, you've jumped that from school very quickly, right? No, no. At school, we were sneaking in. At really? school, we were sneaking in. Daytimes and nighttimes. Daytimes was, was 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 not really something that interested me because we would go to the clubs at the night time. Okay. Uh, we How old were you then? Six. Oh, oh okay, that's fine. Yeah, sixteen. I, I was expecting like I'm eleven, man. No, no, no. Exactly. Yeah. I was like sixteen. My brother got me an eighth of weed for my birthday. Yeah. With that sort of that was basically where we were at. Yeah. Uh, you're sixteen years old. Here's an eighth of weed, yeah. which is a measurement of. Yeah. Uh, well, for those that don't know, I won't educate you on that, perhaps. But um, I can educate you. <laughs> I'm sure you can run. An ounce is twenty grams. Half an ounce is fourteen grams. It's the cost I'm hearing about the street now. An ounce is thirty quid. But well, three, three, three and a half grams. Well, yeah, so yeah. it's a lot more than that. It depends where you are. I'm yeah. now a qualified drugs expert. Okay, that's why you're in the case. So uh, yeah, I, I do, I do these in court. Well, uh, well, I can tell you from a legal experience that I'm well past limitations, so you yeah. can't arrest me for any of the events. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so it was recreational drugs, yeah. a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun really. I'm not sure if I can elaborate on that too much. Well, it, like I said, it's up to you to what you want to elaborate on. You like I said, so you you're growing up. Okay, you're around. What you're telling me is you're growing up around areas of um, lots of drink, lots of lots of boozing, partying within the pubs. You got social life within playing pool, going out, doing stuff like that. Yeah, you, you use weed. I don't think that's a big issue these days. I think everybody's 
How old were you then? So you were 16 years old, 1998? 15, 16 years old, yeah. 1997, 1998. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just trying to think of when weed was... It exploded after that, Yeah, exactly. So within the mid-90s, it sort of exploded. Yeah. It came in about 93, 94. London was 92. So yeah, I'm just trying to think. But yeah, okay, that makes sense. Well, I don't even think it's a big deal these days. No, exactly. So, so what I'm saying, so you, you've got from school where they thought you were Chinese. How did you deal with that for a start? Do you know what? It was um, it was really interesting. There was it was it, there was a lot of racism in school, but it wasn't called racism. Yeah. It's really strange. It was just it was just a normal way. So I'd be called a Paki, for example. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't a derogatory. It wasn't like everyone would laugh. Don't get me wrong. I didn't no, enjoy no, 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 it. I, I didn't I didn't enjoy it. But it was like. It was just acceptable that I, I could be treated like that. Yeah. And so because it wasn't wrong, I didn't feel like I was being treated badly. I wasn't, they were calling me a packy because I was, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it was and just, it was a term used and you, you sort of accept it. It's not like you liked it, but you're just like, yeah, they called me. Yeah, I mean, the best way I could describe was when I had friends that were nice to me, it was like, you must be really nice because you know I'm a packy. Yeah. It was, it was like, notwithstanding the fact that you're Asian, I'm yeah. still going to be your friend. So there was almost like a sense of, you're doing me a favour, yeah. And it was, it was, and that was that was rife with teachers. There was a lot of racism with teachers. I remember teachers being quite, um, some teachers, not all. Mm. I mean, I was, um, I remember teachers. There was quite, there was a racist undertone. I will yes, say, yeah. Um, which wouldn't, which, but to be honest with you, I don't regret any of it. I'm actually really grateful for it because, um, because I knew that there was a different standard in in some of those classrooms, not all. Yeah. And I'll come on to that in a minute when I say some. Um, it just made me push really hard and I was really, really grateful that I had two teachers in particular that were a massive influence on me. When I say a massive influence, I, 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 I mean this very specifically. Two teachers in particular, I think, have specifically directed the course of life that I went on. And um, that was my English teacher who spent time with me outside of school educating me about how to progress because I was she could see I had a bit of talent yeah. and and my my form teacher they took me aside and they said look why are you behaving this way you could be um doing so much better but going going because it was such a um, horrible environment and in, in in some respects I really really tried harder yeah and I knew that it was not an even playing field and that if we all got caught doing something wrong, I'd get a bit of a harder rap yeah. than... You know, would differently. Yeah, and, and not explicitly, no, but no, it was no. just an undertone. Yeah. It was not, I couldn't pin anybody, but it was just that way. And so because of the negative environment, it pushed me, and because of two teachers in particular that really, really gave me a lot of support, I sort of... I did really well at school, actually, yeah. um, notwithstanding what I'd just gone through, uh, what, or how, how Kirby described I was going through. Yeah. And um, I did really well at school, and that helped me sort of progress thereafter. Those, those two teachers who saw something in you, did they push you towards any extracurricular activities or push you towards, did they guide you in any way? That I'm going to name them now. Miss, Miss Kinsella, she was my English teacher, right? Yeah. She she didn't take me to, what, what she recognised was that I had a, a skill with language. Yeah. And so what she would do is after school, she or during her lunch hour, she'd spend that hour with me okay. when she wasn't getting paid for it. And she'd go, look, and she'd show you, I can actually still visualise the papers and it says, for students aiming for A's or A stars, this is what you've got to do. Okay. And then she goes, I'm not, I haven't got time to teach this in the class because it's not going to be relevant, yeah. but I think you can do this. And I think because of her, I, I got straight A's pretty much. And that was in terms of the academic aspect. The other teacher was Mrs. Pacey. She was my form tutor. And she she would cry because she would see me trying to fit in. Yeah. 
and act like an idiot to try and fit yeah, in yeah. and appease those people that would otherwise be mean to me. And she took me aside. She goes, she's crying. She goes, why are you, why are you, why are you trying to lower yourself into the dumps mm -hmm. just to fit in? Be proud of who you are and, and you know, succeed. And I remember she was the one that actually got me to listen to all the other teachers yeah. and actually turn it around. Um, funny little story, actually. Mm. So a few years ago, um, I, uh, I wrote her a letter, Miss Pacey. Yeah. Because um, someone said to me, Are you, you, who, do you, who do you credit like for your being successful in, a, in, a, in, in your legal career? Your legal career? Yeah. I was like, as that teacher, she took me out of the classroom and she, she was crying. I remember thinking, Miss, why are you crying? Because she could see I was massively um, acting like a prat, basically, trying to, trying to fit in yeah. to, to avoid someone pointing out my colour. I was too busy trying to make them laugh. Yeah. That's exactly it. I was trying to make everyone laugh, so they didn't point out my colour and acting like a prat. To... That's nothing unusual. We all use a human mechanism in order to prevent any sort of aggression. Mm. And you see that YouTube, you see Just Rain, who's a YouTuber, and he said, I was the comedian. Mm. He goes, when I got into any sort of trouble, I tried to make the bullies laugh. And, you know, you sort of lower your stance. I get told that at work, it's like, why do you act like that? You're like, because that's just the way, I, that's the level I'm at mm. in order for nothing to happen. So you, you sort of assess that level. Mm. So yeah, so you said sorry. So you sent your uh, yeah. So, so I wrote her a letter. Yeah. What happened was I went to I went wrote her a letter to say thanks, Miss, for, for yeah. so much. I cannot thank you enough yeah. because I literally changed overnight up through her conversations and stopped trying to play up to the crowd and just basically just really went at the academics. Yeah, yeah channel energy into that to beat the system rather than trying to appease the system, and. Um, I wrote a letter, I went to school, but she'd retired. Okay. So um, I was walking around the school and they were like, hey, can I help you? I was like, I used to go in. I was looking for my teacher's classroom to go and see her. But obviously schools all changed now. It's all metal yeah. bars and you can't, I could just walk into my school before and it'd be yeah. fine. So I gave them the letter and they promised to forward it on for me and I put my email address on there. Yeah. And then a few months later, and it was a few months later, she emailed me back. Oh, that's And uh, she goes, I got your letter. And I took her out for dinner. That's oh. uh, in, in down the road in um, like a, a really nice um, Italian restaurant and she was crying out she was crying her eyes out and it's really interesting actually it was such a painful experience for me because we don't think of teachers as people yeah we just think that they're just people that, you, that, is, that we think of them as objects like that turn off yeah you go home and then you come back the next day and turn them back on yeah. um, and she remembered all these little nuanced things about us in the classroom 20 years later yeah. how, X number of thousands of students later and I was like Miss I'm so sorry for being a prat and um, she had a really meaningful it, it, like, a dinner with her. She was, like, quite, it was quite emotional to have that opportunity to say thanks yeah. for turning my life around and helping me straighten myself out. No, I, 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 so I, I put a post, it was on Facebook and Instagram some time My college tutor was the exact same for me. I was, I was at really? college, we used to mess around whatever. So I put a photo because my daughter's at the same college now. So I saw her there and I keep in touch with her on Facebook. She called my mum in a number of times at college. Because she was like, it doesn't turn up registration. My mum was like, I don't understand. I drop them off every day. I was just like, I can't be asked. You know, so she had me in for that. She, she was so nice to me. And she, she pushed me. And then when I was applying for the job in, in the co-ops, I contacted her and said, will you be, will you give me a reference? She's like, well, you were one of the worst students I've ever had. But yeah, she's wrote me up. She's, she's just been amazing. And still to this day, I keep in contact with her. So I can totally understand that the influence of such, yeah. a, of such a person on your life. And I understand what you mean. Teachers, most of my teachers are just white noise. I don't remember them. But those who impact upon you, you just, you'll yeah. remember them to the day. Yeah. Massive. So that those two particular teachers, I 
My dad's got this. Me, me and my dad have very, di very different outlooks on life. Yeah. Um, my dad's sort of like old school, hard, hard old school East London. Mm. Just um, you know, you could he could sleep in a bed of nails and it wouldn't affect him. He's just yeah. a really hard man. He's grown up sort of fighting the National Front, whose headquarters were in Barking. Yeah, not far um, from there. Obviously, growing up with my with my uncles, uh, his, my my, my dad in particular, who's like a, a very a recognised um, uh, community figure for his ability to stand up against physical bullies and stuff like that. And um, he, but notwithstanding that difference between me and my dad, one thing he's taught me, which is sort of ingrained in me, mm. um, which is why I, I speak so openly about my teachers, he's, he's always said to me, never forget who helps you, never forget where you come from. Yeah. And so for me, it's not, this is an opportunity to speak about those teachers because yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Kinsella, Miss Kinsella and Mrs. Pacey, they, I can single hand, I can sort of dual handedly say, I've, I've probably been the single mm. earliest and then because of the earliest, because the trajectory changes, doesn't it? And then yeah, of course it is, yeah. um, probably the biggest influences on my life outside mm. of my probably my parents. Yeah. Um, teachers, man, massively underrated. Massive, massively underrated. What you need is there those two types of teachers. There's those teachers who are interested in your academic work and solely about it. And then there's other teachers who are interested in you as a person mm. and your growth as an individual. Mm. And then there's some teachers just wankers out there. There's some, there are some complete wankers out there. I can yeah. give you that much, bro. There, there was one teacher, I, uh, I'd love to see him now, Mr. Oh, well, let's, not, let's not go down. Let's not do that because we're about let's to not, We'll say that for a different podcast. You know? <laughs> we'll save that, friends. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so you get up to, obviously, you get up to 16 years old. You, you said you came out with all, all A's and decent grades. Yeah, yeah pretty, much, pretty much straight A's with maybe, I think, one or two exceptions. Um, went to college. Well, yeah, I was about to say, where's the trajectory from life from there? Because I know obviously you got, you've been handed a, a quarter of a quarter of an ounce of weed and gone out, and that's all I know. Yeah. But where was college life after that? Where was right. the influences? So, I tell you what happened. My brother went on a right bender. My brother, yeah. um, bless him, he, he's um, he went a really went down a really dark path for yeah. for about two decades, and he's only just come out of it. But he started heavily drinking. Yeah. So all my family heavy drinkers, all of my family. Yeah. Um, none of my family kept their kiss. Like it, it was um, it was just normal to be. It was culturally, and it's just how the family was, wasn't it? Yeah, it's just how our family was. We were publicans. My dad's owned pubs. My uncle's owned pubs, as I said. And so it was. It was going to be that. It was an it was an inevitable natural progression. It should have been the path that I walked. More, you know, it's more surprising than not that it hasn't been. If that makes sense. Yeah, of course. And then my brother went heavy into the bottle. Heavily became a heavy alcoholic, cocaine and drug abuser, you know, violent, a uh, lot of offending, coming home regularly with his blood, shirt soaked in blood and fighting and stuff like that. And it just, it, I was just looking at him, it just, I could, it wasn't so much what he was doing made me think I don't want to do it. It was seeing what he was doing, how it was affecting my dad's health. Yeah, exactly. So my, my dad's health started to deteriorate, watching my brother deteriorate, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, of course. And my mum said to me, he can't handle two bits of he can't handle it twice yeah. you know jab cross left hook the up, he can't handle uppercut another yeah. up, one so was right. not go so it was a little bit like I don't want the blame it was more like, I don't want the blame for that sort of thing yeah. and then it was a combination of seeing our brother go down a crazy one and like just not wanting to be around him so thinking I don't want to be like that so I just don't want to be around me and at that same time I would meet someone who would be another massive massive influence in my mm -hmm. life um, at college. I'd meet um, Jaguar Singh. Okay. 
Um, so how that came to be was I was at university messing around. I won't tell you what, what, what I was doing at university. Like, I'm a college. You say what you want, so, you know. I'm a college. Yeah. yeah, my boys, we decided we, we, got, we, we had some friends who were at university. So we were at university, sort of just messing around, visiting friends. And we got invited to go to um, uh, a seat lecture. Yeah. Which is a concept that I was just... Now it's so familiar, but yeah. the idea of it at the time was so novel. It was like, oh, there's going to be a lecture about Sikhi, yeah. right? And um, so we went to this lecture, and it was by um, it was by um, a wonderful Singh, who I've not met, I think, since the time, but whose name I, I hear about um, sometimes, called Bairuk Singh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And he did this lecture there. Trying to get a hold of him at some point. Um, and uh, it was the first time I'd heard anybody speak about Sikhi. Yeah. I didn't know these words like Katha or Rainsby or Kirtan. I didn't know these words. I didn't know Murmanta, didn't know Simran, yeah. didn't even know the names of the gurus. But I went to this more in a cultural place. We were at a time, yes, remember, when if we saw a Sikh on TV or, or Kabaddi, yeah. we were like, look, there are people on TV. Yeah, it was a big deal on Channel 4. Yeah, yeah. Four. So, exactly. <laughs> so there's no YouTube, there, there is no choose what you will. It was just. Yeah. So seeing a, a, a Sikh on TV, you know, or even a, a Hindu or a brown person, it's like, there are people. But that was, oh. uh, not, before going to school, she was a real McCoy, you're like, that's Mira Sayal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, or, or, and um, so going to a Sikh lecture, it was, it was so much more of an exciting thing yeah. than it is, unfortunately, to, as it should, it should always be, but it, than it is right now, because it was more novel. Yeah. I remember going to this lecture and... Um, doing Simran. I wouldn't know it was Simran, but I would later be told it wasn't because I'd, I'd yeah. learn about it. And we would do Simran Guru Ram Das Maharaj. Guru Guru Vahe Guru 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 Ram Das Guru I still can hear it in my head today. Yeah. And I just remember being at a lecture and just, I just, I was just crying my eyes yeah. out. Oh, 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 I'm so I haven't thought about it for, for so long, but hearing that Girtan, right? Hearing that Shabbat, and I was just crying my eyes out, and so was everybody else. I was looking, and I was like, "What the? What is going on here?" Yeah. It was a mad one, right? Um, and then I found out afterwards when he stopped the tape. It was a tape play. Yeah, yes, bro. And I was stop. like, "Bro, man, you don't know where I've come from. You don't know my family. There's no way I can bridge the gap from where I am to where you are. Yeah. You know, all my mates are." Agore basically all from from Essex, yeah. We're all just basically more be we're not gonna be against the God on our five night. We're gonna be wearing bent, we're gonna just be dressing up as getting yeah. drunk basically. Yeah. And um he turned a table, it was like he was hearing every doubt in my mind. He said, That Gidan was done by a bunch of white guys in yeah. America. Yeah, was. I was like, What the hell? And I was just like Yeah, it just blew my brains because yeah. that 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 you, people have traversed that that ocean, yeah. you know? And um, so then from there, uh, I went to um, a boss camp yeah. uh, where I met Jibraj. Yeah. Um And then Jibraj would just change, would, get, would, would be like this another meteor that would just... How old were you then? So that was seven, eight, 17, doing A-levels. Okay. Um, I think so second year A-levels. So uh, 1999. Sorry? 1999. Yeah, 99 boss camp. Yeah. Uh, I went there and then it was at that camp that I met most of the people that are my best friends even to this day. Yeah. I've been going to that camp and then meeting Jagraj and then Jagraj was just this, he was just everything that I, as a, he, he just, he was just this really charismatic, cool, yeah. badass uh, person, but also just one year ahead of me. Yeah. 
So, so only like, a year ago he was where. I, so it was you can you can do this. Yeah. If you can you can you can do that because he's done it this year. Yeah. That, that makes sense. What year was he? Yeah. What was this? Sorry. What uni was he at? Where you he was, at, he was at Oxford University. Okay. I met mean, him at the actual camp. Okay. At sure. the Sikh camp organized by the British organization of Sikh students. Uh, who just who are just as badass now as they were yeah. then? They're just amazing, amazing experience. So I met him at that camp, and it was it was everything that I needed because he was this person who was who's feeling everything that I wanted to feel. And so up until this point, going to the clubs, yeah, uh, get, doing the things that everyone was doing, it was it was all just a facade, and I was so weak. I even knew it was a facade. I wasn't even bought into it. I was not even sold. I was still driving the car that had no petrol in it. I knew that it was a facade yeah. and I was pretending and I even knew I was pretending. So I was like, yeah, yeah, this is cool. This is crap. Carry on doing it to myself. Yeah, yeah. I was doing it. So it was, it was so fake to me that I even knew at the time. It wasn't like looking back on it. In the moments of it, I knew this was rubbish. Yeah. I remember puking up on my 16th birthday. Me and my dad, my brother, just getting hammered at Bollywoods on Rumford Road. Um, just getting hammered on Budweiser. I'd had like seven, eight bottles of Budweiser. I was a bit of a lightweight. Yeah. And puking up, going, what is the point of my life? Yeah. At 16 years old, vividly, falling asleep at the bus stop. I go past the same bus stop most days still. Um, on my 16th birthday, puking up. My mum there with her hand on my back. Not having a go because it was just what everyone was doing. Yeah. But it was just, and so I, I knew that it was just bullshit. I knew that I wasn't in a good place, but everybody else was, and they were smiling. So I just thought, but I met Jagraj, and Jagraj was like, he, I remember him saying to me once something, I've, he would say to me, we were talking about um, the third form of Guru Nanak, who again, these are all wizards now, but at the time I knew nothing, yeah. And he would say this, he's got this song called The Song of Bliss. Yeah. And and I'm like, what what the hell is that? And yeah. we were talking about it and he and he goes, When you read this Shabbat you'll feel bliss. Yeah. And and I read it because I was in such a negative place. Obviously what you are is a reflection of yeah, yeah. what you're gonna experience, yeah. right? And he and he would look at me and goes, Don't you feel bliss? Because he was in a state where he would, yeah. would read that Shabbat and he would feel bliss, right? Yeah. And um, it, that's honestly, and he's like, sing, are you not in bliss? Yeah. And I was like, what? Because he, he was confused. He's not that angel that, that was just yeah, floating exactly. over yeah. And um, he's, t- he's taking that, that drink, he's flying, you're still on the floor. And I was just like, bro, can we speak good morning in this There's one nether, there's one glance that will look down upon all of you indiscriminately. Yes. He showers us all of these grace. But those who've got love, depending on where you're at, will be determined. And that is just. And so I look at Jim, he was just that guy that was all in. Yeah. And so he was, because he was all in, he was feeling that total immersion. We were dipping our toes in, yeah. and we were like, why am I still not getting that immersion, yeah. if that makes sense? And, we, and to be fair, that's just as relevant to me today mm-hmm. as, it, as it was then. Um, so then meeting Jim Rides and then seeing him just fly, basically. I was just so grateful to watch him fly. Yeah. Um, People think he flied when he started the basics of Sikhi channel yeah. years later. He was flying then because he was just buzzing and popping off the walls and just like in this really positive. Like I remember just watching Dubai and crying his eyes out. Yeah. And that was that's really what I value that the experience of it, the experience right experiencing that Sikhi. Yeah. So then I met Jagraj, um, and then I met another Singh who changed my life again. See, this is why I say I'm not fantastic. I'm just a consequence of all these wonderful guys that have changed my but, life. But everybody has foundation, right? Okay. So the foundation is what brings up the, the steady structure. Okay. And all this is your foundation. Yeah. So to say that you're not fantastic, 
that will be for the people who are watching this to, no, to make that judgment. Okay, well, that'll be but what I'm saying is, yeah. everybody has, it says in Gurbani, Pulla Nanda Guru Gurdhar, right? So we're all, we are all flawed. We all are subject to flaw. The only people who aren't is the Guru and Pramesa themselves. So none of us, you know, can sit here. I don't think there's ever going to be any guest on here that sits there going, I have done everything right in all my life. But for me, it's, it's not a shame to talk about those things that have developed you to what you are today. Definitely. Because if it wasn't for those bad moments, you won't be at that po point. You know, you look at uh, somebody like Gordon Raksh, you look at Sajjan Tug, you look at uh, these people who have pulled me out to order, you look at all these individuals that Gurnandir just saved. And Gurnandir just turned them from what was metal into gold. Basically, they were the touchstone. And that doesn't take away anything that that, that that gold at that time could go, I wasn't always gold, but you are gold now. And this is the reason why we're on here. So as much as you're sitting there doubting yourself, going, I'm chatting all this and people might be listening, but it's made you what you are today. And that's why we're here today. I, I'll agree with you on one point. We are, you're not going to disagree with I'm going to pay you afterwards. I'll, I'll agree with you on one point. We are, we are, it's clear to me that we are a consequence of oh, our experiences, experiences yeah, and of, the, of who we've been influenced by. That much, as yeah. Gamma talking about that said about never forget where you come from. But, exactly. Uh, I like how I meet Andeep Singh. Yeah. Um, and so Andeep Singh is, uh, is like a, an older brother that has been with me uh, since that camp, in fact. One of our best friends. Yeah. Honestly, Diamond. And he would, why he, why he was perhaps most important to me, I mean, despite sitting down and actually saying, Banj Gagad. Yeah. <laughs> so, literally, he would go through his baby, he had, he had a time and the patience, amongst others, many others, in fact, but him in particular, because he was there with me every day, locality being, because he lived nearby as well. Yeah. He would teach me the basics of Sikhi, if you will. Yeah. But most importantly, I'd say, he introduced me to um, the next great teacher that I would have in my life, uh, Sant Baba Jaswan Singh Ji Maharaj. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Chankar. Andy? Samarala Chankar, mm -hmm. like Clifton Road. Andy, Andy. So uh, Baba Jaswan Singh Ji is, um, what can you say, man? That, that would be a podcast in its own right, or several hundred thousand podcasts, maybe. Yeah. Um, Baba Jaswan Singh Ji is like, they are, um, what we would say in Sikh Dharma, a Sant, one whose complete form is a representation of truth, yeah. uh, the form of truth. And um, I would meet them and they, I remember going to see them and just feeling utterly crappy in their presence because they just live to serve. They just have cured thousands of people of physical illnesses yeah. through, their, through their medical service to the, the free hospitals and the dentistry and stuff like that they've done. But also they would cure them of their mental ailments through um, giving them advice. And perhaps most importantly, they would cure them of their spiritual um, situations through giving them blessings. And I remember being in Babali and just, again, crying out, saying, um, is it if I come and see you when I've got problems? And they would look at me and they would say, I like you. <laughs> you can stay with me. Because right. they had that... Yeah, cause they they could, they could, yeah, because they... It's just the way they were, you yeah. know, I remember that in Leicester because they used to be there, but we used to go to them when they were little, when we were little, sorry, at Clifton Road, because my mum used to go and see them, and it was the first time I'd heard a song talking English, and I was like, I speak English, what's going on? You know, so yeah, I can imagine. The, the, uh, just on, the, on that, on the, on the blessed topic of Baba Johnson, 
they're one button that I think I would never ever hear them on the stage not take the opportunity to say. In other words, they would say it all the time. They're one button which they would say all the time, and it's only becoming a sort of I'm getting to understand it now. It's so simple that you could miss miss it. They would always begin the katha by saying, "We are so lucky to be in the company of Guru Granth Sahib Ji. Yeah. We are so lucky." And I'm like, why are you saying it the same thing over and over again? The reason they're saying it over and over again is because they could see in the Sangha there was a lack of gratitude, a lack of appreciation. And perhaps even to this day, it will still be something that I always say as we're going to do a discourse at the beginning. We'll say, we don't think you're here through your own efforts. You're here because of your, the blessings that have been allowed you to, to come and walk in. Yeah. And so Babaji would um, invite us to come and we would go and stay with them when they would come, when they would be in the UK. Yeah. And we'd listen to their discourses. And they would give us blessings to do katha as well. Later, many then jumping many many years ahead yeah. before we left this world. But it was Jagrads then. Jagrads started doing katha, right? Hmm. And we, I wasn't doing any talks then. So five years ago, I wasn't doing anything, Rob. Yeah. I was just a friend trying to learn. My seven years ago, I'd say I was just a friend of Jagraj and um, just learning from my own sort of life. Yeah. And then um, everyone would say like, you should do some talks. You should do some talks and. Um, it's a funny little story, right? So I'm working in my office. My, my office is right next to Karamsar Godara. So I'm yeah, yeah. Godara, right? And I'll tell you how it came to be that the next jump in my life would occur would be I was at least doing these talks. I, I was doing my, my work on the computer and the Gyani comes from the Godara and knocks on the window okay. um, and he goes, come in. And I was like, all right, come outside. And there's a hundred school kids that were there. Okay. And some kids had turned up for a school trip. But the guy who was supposed to show them around wasn't there. Wasn't there. So like you, you're, you, we know you. You come in every day, you know, show them around. Like have a little chat with them, and I was like, all right, that's actually how it went down. Because um, I had no business, I had no interest in doing that, and yeah. I had no skill set for it. Nor was I worthy to do it. Nor am I still worthy. To, I'm still not worthy to do it. But it was a situation thrust upon me where it was a question of send the kids home on the bus that they come with, yeah. or show them around. And so what happened was this really interesting. I showed these kids around and we sat down and took them into the kitchen. And I saw these kids, their faces literally exploded. They're like, little, they're like blueberries, they just exploded. When they saw the size of the, of the bakde, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they saw the size of the karchia, uh, they just, they couldn't compute it. They were literally, when I say that, some of them were like convulsing, they were like, whoa, oh my God, what the hell, you cooking those? And they literally were freaking out. We should have told them we cooked the kids in there. <laughs> That's what you We should have said, we could have said, we could have been like, yo, if you're naughty, you know, you this oil. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you go. That, that, that's a different Dalabar from a different time, I think. Yeah. They could, anyway, we won't go into Sikh history, but. but well, yeah, so they were. They're... The kids freaked out, and I realised that, whoa, we've been massively desensitised because we've seen these bark there, we've seen these kitchens from such a young age. Mm. And I was going over and thinking, I really enjoyed having a small part in these children connecting yeah. with something that we take for granted every day. And so I did another one, did another, I was pretty much doing school talks with kids from junior schools yeah. um, for like two or three a week. I'd pop out my lunch hour or I'd, or I'd do it every day. The guys at work were pretty safe. Uh, I was running my own department at the time, so I had pretty much my own control of what yeah. to do, booked appointments out. And I was doing sort of four or five of those school talks with kids a day. Just really enjoying telling them about the free kitchen, saying things like, imagine if there was free food in your house forever, and then just watching them freak yeah. out, things that we take for granted. Um, and then I called Jigraj up, I was like, bro, I've got this little thing going on here, could you come and have a look? 
Yeah. And then Jibraj, who's I love him so much, he came down and, and, he, and he watched the talk and he told me a few pointers about it. Yeah. And he goes and he said to my missus, he said, um, we're gonna get we're gonna get him doing gutter one day. Okay. And she was like, nah, this guy, you don't trust me, he's not gonna um, and then it was Jibraj doing Gatha and he said, and this is the power of Gatha, it'll, yeah. change, it'll change your life in a second. You don't know what you're going to hear, right? Yeah. Jibraj Singh was doing Gatha and he told this story and it was this that changed, this particular Gatha again would change my life again. And this is the magic of life, you just never know. What was it Tom Hanks says in, um, in um, what's that one with Tom Hanks? Where he's with all these different people, he's in the army. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Because life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you get. You never know what you're going to get in any given day, right? And he's talking, and here I am doing school talks with kids, and um, he's talking about Sanjay Singh, right? Yeah. And he says something, and I'm like, he's, "Oh, Jag Raj, you're going to get yourself in trouble here now." And he goes, "A lot of people say that Sanjay Singh has passed away, yeah. and a lot of people say that Sanjay Singh is still yet to come back." Yeah, yeah I'm like, oh. Well, Whatever you say next, you're going to get in trouble. If you yeah, say something, well, I know, I, yeah. yeah, you're going to get... If you say controversy either way. You, you, know, how have you ended up, as a, as a lawyer, I'm always watching where the line of inquiry is going to go. Exactly. And I'm listening, I'm sort of stopping and what are you going to say next, yeah? And he goes, he goes, I'm not saying they've passed away. No. I'm not saying they've come back. My point is this, I'm going to crack on and do what I can do either way. And yeah. if they come back, I'll step aside. Exactly. And yeah. if they don't come back, I'm still doing what I've got to do. He goes, look, the point he was making was that he's not worthy to do the gutha. Yeah. But what he's going to do, he's going to crack on and do what he can yeah. until someone worthy, who is worthy, comes on, comes on to pick up the hammer. Who, who can actually wield it, who is worthy, right? Using yeah. the analogy of Thor, right? And I was like, damn, this, this attitude of I'm not worthy to do gutha, it's not really about being worthy. No one's worthy. Yeah. It's about doing what you can do. And then if your old brother comes along and starts doing gutha, mm. then you can step back because he's because you're going to take my slot. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm looking at me. No, I'm looking, oh, yeah. at, I'm looking at you because we're having a conversation and I said it might come up. Um, but did, does that make sense, Rob? Yeah, and yeah. that was why I got the itch to, to start doing talks because yeah. I realised that we need to sort of understand that no one's worthy. Yeah. I'm definitely not worthy. And my shortcomings, even to this day, know, you know, are a constant reminder to myself and my own mind that I'm not there. But I'm going to crack on. Yeah, and yeah. as long as people are responding to that and they're giving me... Their, their permissions to carry and their, and their backing and then when the big boys t decide to, to, to get off the bench and they're all or they come back and touch as he comes back yeah slight digs at my brother there because he's like, yeah, exactly yeah. Yeah. When, when, when my boys my love, <laughs> when they get in the game then i can just like step back because that we know who's really worthy we're retired we're retired we're off no so that must have been what was that about seven years ago you're saying that was that was seven, eight years ago. Uh, it was Jibraj, he was at Park Avenue, he was at the Mega yeah. he had the microphone, he was talking, he goes, sing, come and tell a story. Was he, was he already, I'm guessing that's a basics time already. Isn't he, he was yeah. cracking on the basics. Because yeah, he's doing some really good work with the basics. Yeah, yeah. His best stuff was Hyde Park, without a doubt for me. You think so? I love that. It's interesting. For me, basics is, is basics, and it's giving a summary and a small little push into this big room which is the key and you're just creeping the doors open for people to go explore if you want but for him to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with some of those people at Hyde Park from other faiths from other denominations and know enough that the issue is you can talk about Sikhi 
but you need to know what they're talking about, what they're saying is relevant and true, because they can swindle you with anything. But Gerard had the, the, the knowledge to know what that person was saying was right and what it wasn't. So I, I saw a couple of his talks where he, somebody's questioning is like, and they'll say something and Gerard goes, actually, it doesn't say that, your faith says this. And you've got to have that sort of knowledge. And that, for me, was big, it was encompassing that he wasn't ignorant of somebody else's views, but he had enough knowledge to challenge them on what they were saying when they were trying to just twist the truth a little bit mm. and try to gain an upper hand and then he just set them back down. Mm. For me, that was, and, and Greg obviously states within their 52 budgets that one should learn about the knowledge of other faiths and their Dhamma grants, not to accept their Dhamma grants and not saying to follow them or adhere them, but you need to know the knowledge about them and that which is in line with Gurdjieff you retain and you use as Brahmans, you use that as source material. And that which is against good, but you discard, but you know about it in case somebody mm. tries to change. And for me, that was one of the biggest things I saw with Jugnarji. I, I knew him, but not to the personal level that you knew him. Um, but for me, that was the big thing I remember talking to him about that. Um, but yeah, I can, I can imagine what sort of an influence he had. Just, yeah, just watching, him, watching him fire up, like mm. a fire up. And watching that whole thing happen was... And then it was that it was that katha. Yeah. And when I this one had katha utari man, I listened to that. Katha. And it was just it was just the blinkers. I was like, you can do this. He's like, if you get, and then I want to go see, um, and then the next step. So it was at that point I so sort of opened up. I was about to say, at that point, did you make up your mind or go, I'm now going to step on this path, and what am I? How am I going to do it? It wasn't quite that. It was at that point I, I realized that this stuff is for me. Okay. I, this is for me, and I started listening. To, I, I started to listen to Qatar more seriously yeah. rather than rather than just whimsically, um, and I started doing um, talks to elder kids. So I had kids from senior schools coming to the Godala. Yeah. So the Godala became my damsa. Literally, this bit oh, It was like it was a place for me to train this this uh, thing. When Jagraj came and watched me do the talks, and he sent me his points. And I'm really, um, and the two or three things he did to change, which yeah. I obviously I implemented. Um, but then he sent me a, a message a few weeks later, because I have a laugh, laugh with the kids and joke around with the kids. I think that's just a really beautiful thing to be yeah. around children and have that chance to just engage them and make them feel good. And if they leave feeling beautiful, that is Sikhim in many ways. Yeah. That is the teaching. If they're feeling their hearts filled with warmth. So we'd have a laugh and a joke with the kids. And um, he said to me, he sent me a message, a text. I've still got the message on my phone. Um, and he said to me, "Sing." I did a talk, and I adopted what some of the things that you did. And I didn't. I, I tried to play it cool at the time, but right. at that point, I was like, "Boost, you're right, yeah, yeah, exactly. my brother, Like you were using what I did. Yeah. I, I brought you down to give me a to, to give me a, a tutelage." Yeah. And he, he actually said to me that he adopted that uh, sort of funny way of imparting information in a sort of joking way about the birthday being so big and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, um, it was listening to him do that talk and him say, "Look." It's not about being worthy. I'm not worthy talking to the camera, but really talking to me, you know, watching the video. It's about doing what you've got to do with the time you've been given yeah. and knowing that if someone better comes along, don't be hooked to that thing that you can step back. Even to this day, if I get invited to go do a talk somewhere, yeah. I go, have you had this person first? Have you had that person first? Because yeah. as far as I'm concerned, it's the seat. if you've got the opportunity to call upon great people, call them. If not, I'm there to pick up the, pick up the man. If there's, if there's a gap there, we can fill that gap. Yeah. Does that, that make sense? Yeah, yeah of um, But then, Jabraj wasn't in any way, uh, uh, he was more an inspiration to me, yeah. but it wasn't his gatha really that I'd listened to. It was never, I never actually really 
dedicating myself to this through his gata. What he did was inspire me to search for 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 who to learn from. Yeah. And it was actually just by cosmic coincidence that Jagrat Singh a few weeks earlier had started uploading gathas on sorry, Yani Sukrat Singh Ji started uploading gathas just by pure I, I searched Jakti Sahib. Um, I wanted to learn them. I thought if you're going to start anywhere, start with the job. That's where you got to start. Everybody wants to, that's where you yeah, got to but start. I, just again, I was driving towards the city. We were doing the homeless service, uh, which we which we still do to this day. Um, we used to go on, me and my mate Tony, we'd drive to London and take the food to the to Trafalgar Square, give it out to the, um, there's a collection point where people would come and we'd give out samosa. Yeah. And then um, on the phone, YouTube would just come out on the phone. And I googled it, and the week earlier, because it says when, when it's been published, Jibran Singh, the week earlier, started uploading uh, 10 minute clips of Gatha, because that was all you could do on YouTube. Yeah, because it was time, it yeah, 10 time, minutes. Yeah. And so Jibran Singh, I keep saying Jibran Singh, Singh, Jigani Sukhrad Singh, had started, I did never met him, never heard about him. So I started listening to his Jabji Saib Gatha yeah. and making notes on it, and I've still got some of those notes now. And then I, I listened to the whole of his Gatha, I was just hooked yeah. that. That gatha changed changed me massively. Changed me when I say changed me, uh, it's the way that I look at everything in life. There's a lens on it now, yeah. and it's like that. Le- you know, like a filter on Instagram. I've got this permanent filter now. Whatever I see is judged through the thing what I've learned. That's the lens. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how I know it's become part of me. Yeah. Whatever is happening, whatever I see, it's it's seen through the lens of the, of what yeah. the perspective of that gatha gave me. Yeah. And I heard that whole gatha, I loved it so much, it, I listened to it again. I just listened to it again after that. Um, and then I had the pleasure of meeting Jibrad, uh, Sukhrad Singhji at uh, a camp once. And <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll be the first to tell you this. I love him, I love him so much, I love him dearly. Um, but he'll be the first to tell you that he's, n- he's, he's very, he, what's the word he uses? He goes, I'm very distancing. Yeah. So when I met him... He keeps people at a distance until he knows you. Yeah. You know, and he, he makes sure that you try coming to his proxemics, like, what are you doing? Who are you? Sort of thing. But once he knows you, his, his heart melts. Yeah, that's exactly... But I'm the opposite. Yeah. I'll just I'll, I'll just give you everything when I see... What, what, how I am with you on the first day yeah. is what how I'll be with you... Um, just more and more of me, yeah. like five years later, I'm just exactly this. I just, just that's just my personality. Yeah. And my missus says to me, You shouldn't be like that. You give everyone to everything. That's just my nature to just, I just, that, just yeah. that's the way that I am. So I so what? Because I've seen this guy for hours. So as far as I'm concerned, I know him. He's yeah. my mate. Yeah. So I go, Why are you going to check So Grant Singh, how are you doing? And he's looked at me like, Who the, f- who are you yeah, making? Exactly. I was like, But I've watched all of your gutter. Um, yeah. And um, he's like, Okay, well. I'll see you later. And he just walked away from me. Yeah. And, That's like uh, getting rejected. You were like a groupie then, weren't you? Yeah, I was, uh, yeah pretty basically. much. And uh, I spoke to Jagraj about him, and, and um, nobody, nobody people know this, um, but Jagraj Singh Ji would listen to his Gatha as well. Yeah. He would actually listen to uh, all of Supraj Singh's Gatha, and that would be a, a, an authority for him. Um, I didn't know who this guy Supraj Singh was, but he did this camp, and I went to his camp, and uh, uh, in, um, I don't know where he was at the time, I think it was in Wales somewhere. And I met him again, and over the years I got to know him. Mm. And then the funniest thing happened. Um, I was at the I was at a camp, and I was I did I, I did um, okay, I'll tell you I'll tell you exactly how it was. I was at the Scottish camp in Scotland. I'd never done gatha before. I think I'd done a few talks at the Goddard, like I said, with the kids. And um, I had this itch on my mind to start doing gatha, but I needed to go for Duxar, mm. and I wanted to learn. And I said to my missus, "This is the only simple truth. You you gotta believe in miracles." 
I did have doubts to Marad, to be Marad, to be, I want to go to Tuxal for it and go and learn something and go and learn from from someone who will be able to take me under their wing. Yeah. And then I went outside and I was quite in a reflective state. My, my singing was a blessing. I said, look, Jav, I need to go to India for a few months. Can I give you, can you give me a blessing? Can you take care of the little one? Would you mind if I just leave? Yeah. And I want to just go Punjab and then we'll just spend some time at the Dixal and just learn. Yeah. And uh, she said to me, yeah, she was like, I was like, wow, I've got, I'm, I'm there. That's yeah. the biggest obstacle. To, you can't to lose to try and find yeah. You can't break if you're going to make something happy. You can't go on a foundation of resentment behind. Yeah. That's not sicky. No. But she gave me a blessings, and then I was there, and then Sukhraj Singh came around the corner and he came straight towards me, and he put his hand on my shoulder, and I didn't say any. And this is a guy that doesn't approach people. Yeah, 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 to, and he put he, 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 he put his hand on my shoulder, or, or I certainly felt like he was like on me, but, but on me like he gave me a jumpy, and he said to me, sing. Um, I'm gonna teach you everything you wanna know. I didn't even ask him. Oh, it was flipping. It was it was it was surreal. He mm-hmm. said to me, and it, that was it. He put his hand on my shoulder. My missus came over, and he turned to my missus, and he said, "We're gonna make him into a cathartic. as if." And I hadn't yeah. asked him to. And I, I heard yeah, some people can see, like you said, they they see the reflection with the, with others. You you have a mirror. But the mirror's dead. You just need to clean up in order to see your own reflection. That's what that's what some people do. So they see that and they go, that there's no different in me that I see in there. Mm. I just need to make sure that I polish that and, and get that out there. That's all. Well, that that's exactly what happened. I, I'm, I'll tell you no word of a lie. I was so emotional that night, and yeah. for me, there was so, there's so many examples that I would later learn from research. Yeah, mm. but I wanted to, I did I asked him Maraj, Maraj, take me to the to the Dixal. And Maraj brought the Dixal to me. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, there's so many examples of Guru Dekhbadji Maharaj when, they, when the, the Sikhs come to Maharaj and they say to Maharaj, um, look, this Sikh doesn't wake, it doesn't go to a Dushnan. Yeah, exactly. And then they can go to the Jamuna and come there and form a chaos. Exactly. <laughs> but tell it, tell, there's a very, that's a shorter version of it. That's the shorter version. No, there's no story that says that. There's, there's a story of Raviya, Raviya's on her way to Mecca. And then Mecca, she decides to save the the. the use her hair to get the water from the well to feed the dogs that are hungry and thirsty and dying of heat and then the couple moves and comes to her. You know, so there's so many stories where, where there's loving devotion. Yeah. Where, that, that, where was my, loving devotion that was my personal and God sent it themselves. Yeah. Uh, if you gave me ten million dollars and say if it, you know, I bet this would happen isn't it Singh is is not that kind of person to open like that. No. And it was just for me that I was like, Buzz, this is what happened. I don't think I had the I, we had such a distant relationship at that time. I didn't even tell him what happened. I couldn't yeah. tell him what had just happened, and I was like, okay, because he's very, he's a very, very reserved person. And then we became really close. And I went to go see him, and I've been seeing him many times since. And um, I'm really, really grateful to have him in my life. Yeah. So then, surprisingly, he would teach me how to do kata. Yeah. He would give me the basics, and he would test me. I, would, I, I went to go see him, and he said, look, do kata now. And I did kata for half uh, in front of him for a short period. Um, and he told me what mistakes I've made, and then uh, he 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 gave me the blessing to start, and um, said to me, "Do Japji Sabkata," and yeah. that's how we started, and I met, and then that's how I met you, bro. Yeah, I remember Leicester. Well, <laughs> uh, I I met you before that. Um, Sorry, let me rephrase it. That's when I started to play you. No, you didn't, you didn't <laughs> play me at all. I saw you, bro. You didn't play me at all. Oh, I was on, I was um, on his case, man. I was on his case every every week. Before, I was fighting him up for questions. And... Before I get to that. Obviously, you've taken this change within your life. 
Oh yeah, I forgot. Massive change within yeah. your life. At what point did you go, right, I'm here at 16 years old, I've had six or seven Budweiser's, I'm being sick, I'm not, you know, <laughs> my dad's like this, my elder brother's going through this. At what point did you go, I'm not going to change, and or start walking along that path where you go, Siki is my next thing. I know you've talked about with Jagraj's influence and things like that, but the adoption of the Siki rule is a separate thing altogether. Because yeah. from what you're saying, you know, you're like, I've come from a family where this isn't normal. Yeah, the good guy's fine, whatever. The uh, parents have been good, they've got me educated, they've helped me all the way through. But then all of a sudden, you're going, I want to keep on the star and die. And what was the effect that that had on, on family and how did they take that? Do you know what's really interesting because I'm listening to you say that I'm stepping out of the conversation and, and looking down in. I've ignored all of that and I don't know if that. Yeah, whether that's a conscious thing or yeah, unconsciously. Yeah, but, but for me, you're going yeah, from, yeah. I was on weed, I had six, seven bottles, and you're just like, <laughs> I was with your and I'm doing this and I'm doing this. Yeah, but your form has changed. Exactly. You have changed yeah. as a person. And was that a form that changed prior to your marriage? Was it after you were married? If it was after you were married, what was the views of your partner? on you going towards that direction as well. So, you know, for me, I'm just like, there's this big metamorphosis of who you are mm. that you've missed out. If you don't want to talk about it, I No, no, I'm happy to talk about it. I mean, I'm not, I'm happy to talk about everything because I think we should be open and honest. Yeah. If we're trying to, the, the main point of contact, <clears throat> in my humble opinion, is for people to leave any discourse and reflect inwardly, honestly. Yeah. And if I'm not willing to do that, I think yeah. if you tell others to do something do it and you're not doing it yourself. But why, why, why I comment on that is it's actually interesting to me that perhaps the most obvious thing is you talk about, I, mean, I managed to avoid all that nearly subconsciously. Mm. And I'm glad you pointed that out because we shouldn't avoid it, we should talk yeah. about it. So going to that camp and meeting your garage, one of the biggest things, um, this, is, this was at the time when I sort of would massively change my physical appearance and change the, the, the you know, stop drinking, stop doing um, recreational drugs, stop yeah. eating me and all the aspects of it, that the physical aspects, the habitual aspects. Yeah. One of the biggest things um, that Jibaraj uh, did to influence me um, was he, he didn't judge me. At that camp, I was That's like, look, yeah. I, don't give a, I don't give a, I don't give a crap, man. This is who I'm what. Because yeah. like, I come from a family where pushing your chest out is the only way to live. Exactly. You know, and it was when it stays on the pool table and I ain't getting off the table, you're going to lose. Yeah. And just hustling people on the pool tables at the pubs, yeah. and just and, and in the clubs, having the circles around you on the dance floor. Yeah. And I'm still the best dancer in the room even to this day. <laughs> um, so having that attitude, I like. I'm, I'm not, I don't care what you think of me. Yeah. Was, and what I loved about Jibrai and I can still see it in my dorm room. I was break dancing and messing around doing bhangra, like all just acting like a rebel. And Jibrai didn't look at me and judge me. Mm-hmm. And he didn't judge me. He just he just looked at me and he smiled and his smile penetrated me mm-hmm. in the sense that I knew he could see that it was all just a facade. Yeah. But he didn't point it out and go look. Stop being a plonker. He go look. Jotty, go. I know where you're at. So don't worry. I've been there. Yeah. But I think anybody not living the path that knows about it that eventually walks it knows that the previous was yeah, yeah, yeah. was a false right. And he just gave me love. And at that point, I realised that I I want to I, I want to be like you. I want to mm-hmm. be like you not because of this. You have to understand, there was no basics of Siki then. Forget all the channel and all that stuff, and all the I just wanted to be the way he was. His yeah. fragrance, his love. Yeah. And I wanted to have that, and it was a different kind of older brother. And it was the fact that he never judged me, 
and he showed me that love at that camp, mm. at that boss camp, together together with many others there, but in particular Gibraj. Yeah. So I went home, and me and my two best mates at the time, um, uh, one so one one of my mates, one of my best friends at the time, Harmandeep Singh, is still my best friend today. Mm. We were on the phone together, and he goes, "I'm gonna keep my kiss. Yeah. I'm gonna grow my hair." And I was like, "Me too." Yeah. Like, How are you gonna tell your dad? Because his parents were well, more supportive. Yeah. Telling my dad, um, I don't think I have to this day told him. It's the elephant in the room. We've never had that conversation. Yeah. I'm just doing it. But my mum, yeah, she could see that I was growing my hair. So we're going on to sort of first year uni now. Over that summer, between that year, that boss camp in the summer and going to first year yeah. uni, um, I was growing obviously getting growing a beard and then. My hair was a bit messy in a ponytail. And my mum said to me, she said to me, because she just wants me to be happy, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and I was, as far as all she was... That's all mum wants to do, isn't it? Yeah. That's all that they There's an unconditional love to just go, I just want my children to be happy. Yes. Yeah. And you have to understand, she only saw me happy because of the smile I was putting out with you, right? Yeah. So the smile that everybody saw, that yeah. even I saw when I looked in the mirror, but I knew what I only did because I knew what And so she said, Amandi, you haven't got to grow your hair to love God. Yeah. And I don't know where the answer came from because I didn't know anything at the time. Yeah. And I went, yeah, but I haven't got to cut it either. And, yeah, like, yeah. and that was it. That was the conversation. Yes, yeah, you like, if that's what you want to do. And then I went to university and then I spent more, and then there was sicky week every week at university. Yeah. And I'd go to the lectures and I'd just, I would just listen to everything. Which you were yes. I was at QM, Primaries yeah. University of London. Yeah. Um, so who was, obviously, a sicky week every week, who was initiating that? Do you know who was on the so I was in a Punjabi society because okay, so I hadn't quite made it to the transition yet. Yeah. So I was organising the gigs and that. Yeah. Um, and then the second year, I was like, you know what? I I was still going to the gigs because yeah. I was making it's that two foot in two boats, right? Yeah. I hadn't quite had the example of Bailey last year. Yeah, because yeah, I say that. Yeah, yeah, they talk about having if you have two, your two, two, two feet in two boats and where you're gonna fall. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna. But um, at this point, I was doing great. I was having a great time at night, reading <laughs> reading the Jabji and the, no reading Keith and Soila in the and like, oh, yeah. No, sorry, let me rephrase that. I was going clubbing and then coming home and then you keep the sword and then going to sleep and then listening to Reyes. And then um, that was where us, the physical form started to change. So yeah. at first I, gave up, I was giving up meat and then alcohol and, and um, started to keep my kiss. But again, it's really, it's the, the examples that you have in life will make your life easy, right? Yeah. Because you go out and done it already, every time I well these things to... Um, to sort of these obstacles to face there was references to guys in my immediate company that had just done it yeah so the example I often talk about is Roger Bannister you know, yeah, yeah. Roger, the guy did the four yeah. mile exactly Rob so this guy right? see I, I don't even run man look at my dick but for, so for the benefits of those listeners do you want to share the story about the four minute mile no go on I don't want to <laughs> come on you can do it it's your talk right so this Roger, Roger Bannister is um, someone about, I learned about two or three years ago I went to Tony Robbins talk yeah. who's an, an, another teacher an amazing teacher I've experienced in my life but essentially going back a few decades for, um, for many for a few decades leading up to I think I think it was the, the 30s when this actually happened you have to take the dates on it um, people were trying to run a mile in less than four minutes and nobody can run the four minute mile yeah and this guy Roger Bannister, he trains for you know months and months and months, and he breaks the the four minute barrier on on the mile. He runs a mile in, in under four minutes, and that's amazing. He gets all the credit for that. He's been the first guy to run a mile in under four minutes. But within 
two m months of him doing that, yeah. 37 other people have run yeah. the four minute mile, yeah. right? And so the, the point made by the sports psychologists um, and psychologists generally yeah. is that nothing changed on the geography, the, me the metric hadn't changed yeah. for the mile, the timing system hadn't changed, the technology of running hadn't changed, the, the, the ground hadn't changed, nor had the air temperature or all the humidity. Everything's yeah. the same in two months, right, across the world. Nothing globally is going to change that quickly. Yeah. The only thing that changed in those two months was that people believed it could happen. Yeah. And so the belief carried them to four minutes, sub four minutes, over yeah. and over again. Now, nowadays, kids at college are doing four-minute miles for sports day. I can't do it in my car. I'm going knackered. But I think... I didn't know it at the time, but having seen Jagraj, I mean, everyone knows the famous story about Jagraj. He went to boss camp, which is a five-day camp. On the first day, he gave up meat. On the second day, he gave up alcohol. Yeah. On the third day, he committed to do his nitinam. On the fourth day, something else. On the fifth day, something I take omelette. Yeah. Well, that was, he couldn't even read good. But so it was like one, two, three, four. So when you had that sort of level, that jardi, yeah. that jardi, 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 meaning like ever-rising, steeper great rate of growth, yeah, right? Great, yeah. So everything that I faced was easy. And so that example of belief, like while I spend 10% of Japji Sahib talking about manne ki gaate, kehe je ko kehe, over and over again, manne, surat hove, manne maharag thaak na paayin, manne to believe, apne maharag de vich koi dakaavat ne ho sa. Nothing should stop, nothing should prevent you. Exactly. No obstacles would be nothing. Exactly. So it was Jagraj again, every time I'd have an obstacle, I wouldn't ever speak to him about it, he'd already done the deed by doing the deed. So his actions were enough. His four minute mile essentially. Um, so I kept my gears and then did that and then went through that process and then going to, every night to see Baba Jaswan Singhji, they would be in the country for extended period of time. So after school... Where were you living? Here, in East London. And you'd go all the way up to the Oh man, when Baba Ji was here, it was no journey, man. Oh, yeah. Every day after college, I had a little golf TDI, yeah. beautiful car, P Reg, banging it was. It, was, it, you know, it sounds like an in between us car. No, nah, it was a wicked. Yeah, it was a wicked car, bro. <laughs> okay. I had that. I bought it. I B twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Bay Jack found live on direct. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it was at the time, just at the time when Bangla was was synergizing yeah, with yeah. with R and B, and it was R and B were doing their thing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and then so we I'd I'd finished college, I finished university, I'd go home. Uh, we'd jump in the car, we'd drive to Southall, hour and a half. Who was that? You know? Me and Indic. Yeah. Indic would go, or I'd go pick him up from his fruit and veg shop, which he had at the time. Yeah. Um, and it was just wicked, man. Go see Barbadi till two, three in the morning, yeah. just listening to them. Didn't really get much because Punjabi, my Punjabi wasn't what it is now. It's the brain, isn't it? It's the yeah. essence. The essence is yeah, what yeah. you take in. Yeah. And it would say to me, as if he, Indic said, ah, this is so many things I've learned from him. He would say, if you don't understand anything, just understand this, that's the perfect environment to do Simran. Yeah. So just shut up and do Simran. If you're not yeah, connecting a bit, just understand you're sitting in the company of saints, just do your do your thing, innit? Yeah. And so that would always be an amazing fallback. And I sit there and look. So every time we'd go, we'd be productive. And so for, he would come for like, Babaji would come for two or three weeks, every night we'd go see Babaji. Yeah. And then holy holy start to grow my hair and then start to stop doing Punjabi stuff at the um, society. I just felt that it was not in keeping with the image that I'd now adopted. Yeah. And I was sort of make, taking my foot out of that boat. And then um, and then sort of stopped doing a lot of the things that come with that scene. Um, I won't elaborate on that if yeah. you enjoy your own conclusions. Um, and then um, start, started really concentrating on, on learning more. And then I met... Uh, um, and then, and then, at that point, I um, decided that 
I want to keep my gear. So we, so me and Hamid, we 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 we, we started playing a turban. Yeah. That was really hard for me actually. Yeah. Because I had this um this understanding, and I think it's a false understanding really. We put too much pressure. The I had this understanding that before I can keep a turban, I've got to be a yeah. jujitsu expert. Mm. I've got about I wield a sword like Rambo. Yeah. Right? So I've got a sword like Conan the Barbarian. Sorry, yeah. Mm. I have to have everything off by heart. And there's this this really really unfair um, thing that you've got to be the Guru Khalsa that we read about. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't aim for that. No, no, but but that's not a place you've got to be at before you can. Yeah. If that makes sense. And it, and I think there's a lot of mis misunderstanding about this. I heard that if you wear a bana, for example, you can't take it off ever once you put it on. Yeah. It's like how does that work when you have a sh like how does that work? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, and. Um, so I think a lot of this stuff that we is misconceptions that have been thrust upon people yeah. caused me a lot of scare, a lot of fear, yeah. a lot of fear was there, and that for about five years stunted a lot of growth. Yeah. I still didn't make any progress. Um, but then after that, about five years, something tweaked in me, and I started doing these talks, and then, and then, um, and then I met my singing, yeah. and then uh, that was where I took Amrith. Okay. I decided that this is a path that I want to walk together. So I, did, I spoke to her. She's actually, um, she was introduced to me by Endip, Endip Singh's Endip Singh, okay. Singh sister, sister. and then... Um, so she knew about, all about you? She knew, because she, before, yeah, because she... Is good. So, <laughs> so it wasn't any, any sort of surprise, it's like, this is where my growth has been and this is where I've come through, and this is yeah, where I've yeah. Exactly, because she, uh, she probably, it's interesting, I'll ask actually, but she met, probably met me as a modern Yeah, when I was, that's what I mean, she's seen you yeah, grow. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember, if I, I can't remember, Chilling out at the time, but and then when I became a sing, then I said to her, "Look, I think we should take Amrit. If we're going to get married, we should take Amrit before we get married." She's like, "Shut the front door." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, uh, "It was a bit of a shock to her at the time." And I was like, "Look, what are we living for, man? Like, we we know it. Yeah, we know it's true. Yeah. Let's just let's just what what you know. Now it seems I have so much sympathy for understanding where people are at and that haven't gone that path. Yeah, but equally." I understand that it's the only path, but mm -hmm. I have, I'm equally can completely understand why people struggle. Yeah, that. struggle to make that. So because I, I was there, I was like, but one day I just woke up to it and I was like, "What else am I living for? Like, yeah. What else is there for me to do?" That's the most important thing. So I phoned her up and I said, "Look, we're gonna get married because we were gonna. It was being arranged. Babaji arranged our wedding. They actually said to me, we'll sort your wedding out. Yeah. So it was a, say a match made in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> it was made by those that live in heaven. Yeah, and then um, and then we got married. And then we, we took Amrish to think about Babaji Zastan, which I thought was really a blessing to never to, to go full circle through Babaji Sangat and then become, become a thing that way. Yeah, man. So, so yeah, so it was obviously massive change. You've gone from being in the Punjabi society to dossing, doing, going out, doing whatever. How did they take that change? Because all of a sudden you're growing your kids, your daddy's growing, and before you know it, you go, I'm adopting the star. How did, how did you personally feel? Did you feel, because I know, I remember day one in the police for me, all of a sudden I've got this uniform on, I'm wearing this the star, and I'm walking in the avenues of lots of Asian families and things like that, and I remember how I felt. Because I was just like, some people would feel massively full of pride, and mine was anxiety, because he's just like, I'm the first one in this county wearing a star and this uniform. And I'm guessing for some people, once they adopted the star, there's an element of anxiety. It might not have been, it might have been actually, whenever to pride, this is my uniform, this is who I am, and I'm fine. 
But how did those people around you feel and how did you feel? It's really interesting actually. The people that I was hanging around with and things that I was doing yeah. meant that when I made certain changes, I no longer sat in that company. So you distanced yourself or they distanced themselves? <sighs> I, I wouldn't necessarily say I didn't. If you're clubbing, yeah. for example, so I knew all the I knew all the doormen, all yeah. the clubs in Leicester Square, Hippodrome, Cafe de Paris, yeah. and they're all my uncle. They're all my uncles. <laughs> they're still my uncles that are that are running those doors now. They're not they're not sitting on the doors. They own the companies that run those doors now. Mm. And um, if you're not going there anymore, then their opinions are no longer expressed. If that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, so there was a lot of that sort of a change of that. Yeah. And then to be honest with you, I'm going to be completely honest. I think there is a lot of anxiety, yeah. but what I've learned is that 90% of the time, the anxiety is unfounded. So anxiety itself is always there, and I'm not questioning anybody for the difficulties, yeah. but oftentimes we fret about a problem that doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah, well, that's and what it is. So when I'd meet people that would be anxious about them, they'd be like, oh, well done, you've obviously, you're really happy, I'm really happy for you, but you assume the worst. Exactly. Because that's the nature of the mind. The mind exists to keep you safe. Well, like you said, you've grown up in a, in a time of society where, at school, humour was the thing to do in order to eradicate any, any possible thing that could happen. So you're like, anxious, this could be a problem. If I act a bit of an idiot, have a laugh. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. And, and humour is a big thing for me in order to get over... Not anxiety, but you're just like, I'm going to break the, the glass here and just go forward. But it, for, for me, you know, it's a big move, adopting as a star and doing things like that, you know. And I can just imagine, for some people, for some people they don't, they're just like, no, when I was walking tall and proud, I was completely fine, there was no issues. And, and I loved it, and I loved every moment. For some people there's never much anxiety because you've come from a background which is completely different to what you're about to morph into. And I can I agree with you, it is unfounded because ninety-nine point nine percent of the time people are gonna see you and be happy for you. And then those people whose opinion doesn't matter, you don't see them anyway. Well this is the point I was gonna make. I've come from a family where nobody would have thought it was gonna happen, right? Mm. And it's like it's hot we're talking about heavy, heavy drinkers, yeah. right? And a, a drug abusing, yeah. for example, my older brother is an alcoholic and a drug abuser. He's, he's been sober now for a number of years, but for many years he was just lost to us, right? Yeah. But if it, I had the most anxiety about how people would act, but in reality, I faced very, very little um, negative sort of comeback or feedback or, or um, condem uh, condemnation. Yeah. And it really, and what the point I'm making is, if in reality most people wouldn't. Yeah. You'll say to me about seeing you don't know my situation. Yeah, yeah. I use my example only to illustrate the fact that in reality, most people just wouldn't. It's a social contract of the mind. Yeah. What we're getting to understand about the mind as human beings, yeah? Sabe, you get the dog? He's <laughs> about to burst. Dog's coming in. It's fine. The, the, the mind exists yeah. as a tool, yeah. right? We are, we've become the mind. We, yeah. we, we've become an association of the mind, right? But in reality, the mind exists to serve us. And great philosophers like Paolo Coelho, who's, uh, no, not Paolo Coelho, the other guy, Eckhart Tolle, right? Eckhart Tolle, Spinoza, all them, yeah. Eckhart Tolle's doing an amazing book called The Power of Now, which I'm currently sort of experiencing. I don't say reading, I say experiencing. Yeah. And um, he's elaborated that the mind is actually a tool, right? Yeah. The nature of the mind 
is to keep you safe. Yeah. So for example, the mind in caveman days was saying that don't go outside there because there are dinosaurs, you might get eaten. Yeah. So the idea of the mind is that it's a tool to I'd keep be worried, you I'd, I'd be worried if the cavemen were there when the dinosaurs are there. Well, not the dinosaurs. You, you, about... you just remind me of a, a, what's it, uh, Pilkington, Carl Pilkington moment when he believes oh. <laughs> that uh, the, the film Six Million Years BC is real. He's like, no, the dinosaurs were there with cavemen and they just take the piss out of it for an hour. Ricky Gervais did. All right. What, 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 what <laughs> yeah, I know. The saber-toothed tiger. Let's the saber-toothed tiger <laughs> or the apes that were around yeah, yeah. at the time of the dinosaurs. The, the mind was there to keep them safe. Yeah. But there's no dinosaurs now, if there ever were. There's no saber-toothed tigers now. But the mind is still playing its role, just like the appendix is still there. Vedant talks about that in the dark where the superimposition of the rope becomes a snake and you're worried about the snake but the snake doesn't exist there has to be a certain amount of again or ignorance in order for there to be a bit of light to see a rope because if it's complete video there's nothing and exactly. it's that sort of thing it's a superimposition of yeah there might be some trouble here there exactly. might be something. point being that people are living their lives fearful taking a step because they're scared of a reality that in most situations, 99%, if not 1% of the time, won't manifest. Yeah. But your mind only conjures the worst case scenario because that's what it's doing, it's job. The problem is, the mind which is supposed to serve us, yeah. we've become a servant to the mind. Yeah. So the mind's projections have become what we follow, like dogma. Yeah. When the mind is supposed to digest actual dogma and give us the gyan. Yeah. When the mind, does that make sense? We've become yeah, servants to our mind. And so in reality, just do the deed, man. Mm. Like, be your best, be, be the most progressive version of who you want to be. Yeah. And there was, a, there was a study done by, uh, um, by, uh, of nurses that live on the care, providing, um, uh, providing care to patients on the way out and yeah. leave this world. There's a name for it. It's called, um, there's a name for a very specific type of care provided at hospitals, where basically you've been assigned that you're going no, to die. Yeah, yeah, I forgot what it's called now. Tentative, not there's a name for it. Anyway, it escapes me. Point being, these guys are on the way out. They're gonna they're gonna leave the world very shortly, and these nurses are seeing the people that are leaving. They're providing this this really really um, specialized level of care, and they would notice a recurring pattern of the things that they would talk about, yeah. and the things that they would say. And they, they had like five that were the top five things that were being said over and over again as people were leaving the world. Mm. One of them was, I wish I'd asked her out. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. it like there was a girl from 50 years yeah, ago? There's but, but there's a regret. But one of the regrets was that I wish that I hadn't worked so hard because the mind had created this construct that that was your life. Yeah. And then only in death did they realise that that was actually a falsehood, right? And that that wasn't the purpose of life. Yeah. And equally... There were these. This point about asking a girl out wasn't about um, actually the relationship. It was about understanding what was I so fearful of. Yeah. That it, there was no need to have that fear. In reality, that was just a not the idea that I was held back from doing whatever it was. Now I'm not saying that you should. This isn't about relationships. The point yeah, no, being, it's about fear. It's the anxiety. Yeah, and that that asking a girl out in that scenario of that of that guy on the ward, you know, thinking about his first love, looking back on fifty years of life, it's really a reflection of you and. And, and your relationship with yourself, then look, don't be afraid of what might become of you becoming your best person. Yeah. Just concentrate on becoming your best person, yeah. if that makes sense. And right. like my uncle, who's like a, who I'd be behind the bar with him, you know, he would, he would, I've become this thing now, which is like, and he, I remember seeing him, he's this hard, hard man, and I, I've got, I've got he's, he's probably one of the person I've got one of the most, um, I draw the most courage from because of the stories of what he wanted to go through in yeah. younger years. 
he's a really hard man. He was on the British judo team and he just he was just a night he just a really, really inspirational figure. And he saw me just giving a biggest hug and he's like, yeah. You're you're you know, you're my favourite grandson. He would say you're my favourite nephew, he would yeah. say. And I'm like, Really? I was expecting you to sort of go at me and stuff like that. Yeah. And not, or like sort of distance yourself from me because he's getting drunk and yeah. But in a drunken, in a, in a, in a, in a, he'll phone me in the night and go, look, I love you. Because yeah. uh, his way of saying, look, you've, you've done, you've you've done, done, you've, you've done good. Yeah. And, and I just think, how, how scared could I have been? For what reason, innit? Yeah. That, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, but no, no, I can understand that. But that, that's, I've seen it the other way. I've seen it the other way with people we know, people the other way who've okay. gone and took their own road and their family have distanced themselves from them and things like that. So there's that level of anxiety that some people have that, this might happen to me. You never know. And it's just that sort of thing. Because I'm, I'm sorry, I know we were talking about where you got up to and I was about to start a couple, but for me, that was, you've gone through a massive change and I think it's important, especially if somebody's watching this and they go, actually, I'm living that life that he lived before. Or I am that uni student and I've got to that point where I don't want to take any more pills. I don't want to take any more I don't want to do this stuff anymore. Fair to do that. And he's turned his life around and he looks like this. How did he do that? And I didn't want to miss that out for that reason because I think that's quite impactful. Do you know what, Rob? I'll elaborate on one thing and I'll tell you this as it was. At university, I had a friend of mine who was very close to me. Yeah. He was a, 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 um, uh, I had a lady friend of mine at university, yeah. yeah? And um, when I tried to keep my gears the first time, yeah. I ended up cutting it because of social pressures. Because yeah. at that time, I was trying to add my feet in two boats. I was going yeah. out. And I had a certain look, short back and sides, short waves in my hair. You know, I often talk about it, you know, Moschino t-shirts and Paul Smith jeans as I go out. And it would, it would, I really enjoyed having that lifestyle, yeah? Mm-hmm. And when I started to grow my hair, I remember that some of the female friends of mine were like, oh, yeah. I, you know, because they, they didn't know there was a transition. They would just look at me in a certain way and go, like, what, a scruffy you know, it's scruffy Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, I remember cutting my hair the first yeah. time. And um, I was talking to a sing about this at the time and he said to me have you done, have you done a das like you don't keep your kiss it's a gift it's a yeah. dart so we had these five k's right yeah. and not many people know this you obviously will because you're my you're like the legend right that is but he said of the bunch of guard which we often see is labeled together the the shiromi guard is your kiss the yeah. highest of the guard they're not equal of the five k's the kashera the kanga the kirban uh, what am I missing out? Uh, the Kara. The Kashira Kirpa and the Kara. Kanga. And the Kanga. Um, they're, they're all sub, and the most important is the gift of Kekes, yeah. which is why it's on, uh, which is because it's on your Siromani, sh- you know? Yeah. And um, he goes, have you done a dance to Maharaj? It's the only thing that's bestowed to you by God. Yeah, yeah. The others, the others are given to us as, you know, Kashira is given to you, Kara is given to you, you know? But the only thing that's given to you by Purimesha from the start is your kids. And, yeah. So I did that with Aftar Maharaj. Yeah. And before I did that, I'll tell you the truth, the anxieties that I had, <coughs> and I'll be, I'll be real about it, I remember having nightmares about keeping my guests. Yeah. It was, it was becoming a stress to me because I wanted to make that, that, that transition. Yeah. And Jagraja made it real for me. Yeah. As I said in the example, like, isn't like, I believe it could happen because he was a guy from a family that yeah. wasn't that way inclined, shall we say. He was a he, he, he sort of became a revisionist and showed that you could do it but as I was trying to do it I cut my gears and that was the way it was at university and then what happened was I did that at us and then I beat everything became very easy and I was like what am I worried about 
And would you believe it, bro? Like months later, as I'm growing my kiss yeah. and everything's easy, I had a nightmare about cutting my kiss. Oh, yeah. And I wake up and, and I remember reflecting, going, how, you know, how easy have you made it for us, man? Like I've gone from having nightmares about keeping my hair. Yeah. And the, how much of a, is it like the idea of doing it was giving me nightmares? Yeah. yeah. Now I'm having, I'm in a place. I mean, I'm having nightmares that I might accidentally cut it. Yeah. Is it like I woke up? Oh my god! Thank you, Marge. Completely. Thank you for this gift. Yeah. And it's just like that's that's where Marge is. When my 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 Marge is after my journey, struggle was dark. Maybe is it your defeat or Marge there? Jagrujita, na. When Marge talks about this, we often think we've got to become either tiger. It's not defeat your mind in in like yeah. become like an iron. It means bestow your mind at the feet of Marge. Like go yes, for yes. Marge. And then your they will defeat because I didn't I'm not a strong person. Mm. But they they took away that duck and made that same path suck. Yeah. And I just thought that was sick, man. That the fact that I'd gone from having a nightmare about keeping my kiss yeah. to a nightmare about cutting it, it just showed me how easy Maraj could make things happen. And there's a lot of guilt then, bro, because everyone was congratulating me about keeping my kiss. Yeah. And I just I had a lot of guilt because I was like, bro, you <coughs> understand? I'm the guy. Having nightmares about keeping it. Marad has made it this way. I was yeah. like, oh man, you don't understand. So people kept saying, and in the end, I tried to explain that I've not done anything. And then that would get you more praise because people think that you're a really humble guy. Yeah, and then they're like, what the hell? What do you do, man? I'm nothing in it. Listen to me go, wow, you're a really nice guy. I was like, oh. So then I ended up just stop talking and then uh, you just keep it quiet to yourself, don't you really? Yeah. And then the word Marad di Kirpa means something different to you yeah and you the grace of god is personal isn't it? yeah man well, talking to you now has brought back a lot of these memories man it's good that's why we're here to reflect right you've got to that point where you said you've started talking about doing um the kata itself yeah but one of the things that i i met you i met you before that, I met you with Bob Hastings here, met you and ended there. So I met you first time there. So you were already in the in the presence of Satsang Gita. I saw you like doing the Sivad Sadhus and things like that. So I think that was like 2012, 2011. It must have been around then. Do you think so? Far back, is that? Yeah. That's okay. it. It's, around, it's around that time because Bob Hastings, you were doing the Gita of Riji Slogs from uh, the Lagarov. Okay, because they were doing that, so that's around that time. Ten years. And you lot, you lot, you two came down. I can remember you two and Bob did you remember. And then the next time I saw you properly was Bob Tarkson's Bussy in Leicester. We were running the store for the books, and then you're like, Man, I need your books. So Christ told me, and I was just like, <laughs> Yeah, and I was just like, Okay, and last time I saw the scene is with Bob G, and he's come from that. But next time I saw you, the next time I saw you, you were performing the cutter, but you're doing that for the basic sticky. Under the, under the guise of basics, can you tell me how you ended up under, under the basics? Or how you got into Obviously, your link with Jagaraj, I understand. Mm. I understand Jagaraj singing was under there, but at some point you would have formulated the decision to go, can I work under this banner? While Bison Crouch singing was working under Seek to Inspire banner, and obviously he's taught you everything. So, how have you adopted this faulty approach? So, Jagaraj. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Poopoo Boy ain't gonna necessarily like this, but I'm gonna just tell it. I genuinely believe it, so I'll speak the truth. Yeah. I don't really care about the banners. No, neither do I. I know you don't. I, which I don't is why I'm on this platform. I just couldn't yeah. care less yeah. about the banners. Yeah. 
um, the, the, with the exception of... Um, Okay, so I don't care about the banners. Yeah. Sukhraj Singh's Gaji gave me the idea to do the Gata, yeah. right? And then um, for me, then it was just about okay, I'm a businessman, right? Yeah. So I want to just do it in the most efficient way possible and the most effective way possible. Yeah. So then it was about okay, if we're going to do this, and hopefully all, the Sunday will give their seaside, they'll give their support, they'll give their blessings. It was about what would be the best method to do this. Yeah. And then that, the natural progression to that was because I had a link with Gibraltar, yeah. and obviously. He had just passed from this world right. yeah, in a physical yeah. sense. Um, it was a way for me to continue that seva that he was doing. Not that I was so honor his tradition. Yes, he, I take that back. Honor his work. I take that back. I can't. I, I can't continue what he was doing. That's not what I meant. Yeah. But how, how do you put it? Following his footsteps, yeah. if that makes sense. I can't. I can't do what he did, and I don't think anybody. I think what he has done is stand alone yeah, more yeah. than anybody could ever. If you look at I mean, Gedek Lawrence is an example, right? Yeah. They're following the model, the template that he set up for yeah. online gatha. Yeah. You know, that, that, for that ripple to have gone across the ocean, mm. and now Babaji's obviously seen that effect, and they, they, they were linked Babaji Kalantanji, who have got a lot of love for Gedek Lawrence. No, what Jagraj has done has single handedly changed everything, and I think anyone that does what they do now is it's essentially a um, uh, connected to what he did. So it's a copy and paste. Yeah, that's, that's so. basically we're trying to. You copy paste, you amend a bit of it. Yeah. But we're trying to use the template that he has set up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it just made sense to try and to try and follow those footsteps. Yeah. So I reached out to the guys at Basics, um, and then Bodhit Singh is my brother. Yeah, yeah. I love him. He's just a beautiful soul. I know. I know everyone. I, I mean, he has. Uh, he's been so open about his mental health journey yeah, yeah. Um, and so he has he, in his own words he'll say he has his own demons he's got to deal with but I don't see the demons there mate. he's just a be he's just he's just a wonderful soul yeah. a beautiful warm being to be around he's always been very supportive of me and helped me that guy like I'm trying to ask questions to so he was at basics as well yeah. so we Singh who I recently met just before Jibraj passed away he was a student of Jibraj Singh at the, he was a student of the Vidyala yeah. that Jibraj Singh had set up the school so it just became a natural thing there. So as a businessman, I approached it on the premise of, look, we're going to do this gutter. So then we started this one minute clips. Yeah. I'm very interested. So, so we did a gutter, me and my mate, Tajinder Singh, who lives down the road. He was basically, we, we formed a little team, me, Tajinder Singh, and Jiginder Singh, who's the party singer, my yeah. friend. And then we decided that after the gutter, we're going to take a clip of it, one minute, and we're going to put it out. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And then we started, we, did, we didn't know what we stumbled across. And it became this thing that just, it sort of just viral out, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then we were these clips, and then the Madhukip and the Sangha just came, they, they were so supportive. Like on a Thursday night, we'd have like over 100 people at Goodmay's God. Like, if you go to Goodmay's on a Thursday night, you're not looking at a, a, a lot of people at the, at the God. Like, and it was just like, this clip thing is quite big. And the clip thing became, uh, I think, as big as the club. Yeah, that's how, that's how People happens. haven't got an hour perhaps to travel to East London, but they've got a minute on, the, on Instagram. But this is what. We're finding within services, public services, government services today, the attention span of, it sounds really bad, the attention span of Generation Z and Millennials that have come out is so short. But if you find them, the summary of what you're trying to say within a 30 second to a minute clip, they'll take that mm. and they'll memorise it so quick. So having the little clips out like you did gave somebody a sample of what they needed 
and I was just like, oh, that's fine. And, and they become most popular because they're easy to digest. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I think Gunanak Bacha taught us that they would travel to, they would travel in the way of mm. the people of the land. Yeah. To put in, they would teach, they, they, they would they, you're, you're explain it. what needs to be explained according to the mental capacity or the way of speaking that a person wants. Yeah. But for but Ouija, like I said, does the the shovel theory of the college. So he does that shovel for three different people. The first one he goes, tell me about a story, just something strange that's happened. So but Ouija gives that story and explains to him that there was a wedding and the, the donkey was doing this, the elephant was doing this, the crow was doing this. And he's very simple mind and he's like, oh, it's amazing. These animals did this, he goes away. Next person comes comes in who's a, a jigyasu uh, wants to learn. He's like, tell me something about how to control my mind. And he says, basically, the mind is like this. It's it's like the elephant. It's like this. It's playing these drums. These drums are your your vices. So that same same shovel was given to another person according to his mental intellect. And then the third person comes and goes, tell me about the div, the, the deities within the heavens. And he's like, same shovel again. And he goes, well, basically... The Hathi is here, that's a form of this, this is a form of this, this is a form of this. And it's the same shot. So the same this is being given to three different people based on their the way that they understand things. But the this is given is exactly the same. Um, and I think that, that you've got to cater for your audience in, mm. in the way that you're putting things across. There's mm. no point coming across as an intellectual and you're going, I'm teaching a three and a four-year-old. because We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, it's not going to happen. That's what true saint is like. The the, the perfect the, uh, obviously that you're in the clouds and I'm still in the grass here. But I can't I can't read the the shabbats that you just referred to. I've not memorized those shabbats. But even a really simple example in Japji side, Mara says govern subella vakat govern govern tit govern and they're saying they're speaking to the Muslims through the language vakat, and in the same in the same Bangsi the same subella the Sanskrit govern subella. What time was it? Vakat govern. Governor Pitt, Governor Pitt. And it's like, that, 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 they were just, a, that, 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 that yeah. was for the benefit of all, yeah. not just in concept, but actually in the rhyme as well. Yeah. And I just, in, in that way, you see that they would, they would do that. Yeah. And that's an inspiration to us all about how, in this current age, rather than saying, our oh, kids have got short attention spans, yeah. oh, what we should be saying is, there are short, there are short, there are short attention spans. But cakes their needs. Yeah, cakes yeah. their needs. Um, yes, yeah, so sorry, you're talking about producing and producing and, you know, you put these clips out. So we, we, we to, me and Tadinda just sort of stumbled across it. We just yeah. sort of made it up. Yeah. I'm just thinking business. This is our product. Sample out. Yeah. Or business. Not in a money-making capacity. We're just trying to put what what we do. Because by, obviously, having left university, you become a solicitor, acting as a um, sort of full-time legal capacity, starting building property. My mindset primarily is business shaped. Mm. I'm approaching Gatha with that skill set. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Something in look. That's how we approach business. We have to advertise our product. How we advertise our litigation. We we put our cases out. Mm. What we've succeeded on. Oh, I've got a similar problem, and then that's how you win, right? Yeah, of so let's put our Gatha out, and then and then we just stumbled across this thing, and it, we didn't know it was going to take off like that. Yeah. And then the clips just started going viral. Yeah. Um, this went this went really really big, like massive. To the point, I think the clips have probably had more influence um, in terms of breadth of of, uh, of people sort of taking the teachings of Gunanak Bhatia yeah. than in the actual Gathas. Yeah. Um, but then similarly, they would support the Gathas because people would come and they would say, and, and then we put them online and stuff like that. Yeah. 
So yeah, then the gatha started, and then Sukhraj Singh said to me, you have to do the full gatha of Japji Sam. Yeah. I said, that's going to take 10 months. He goes, okay. So we just, so then we started that. He goes, but once you've done that, you'll, you'll realize, Babadi will say, Ganesh Ugradi will say, you'll realize that I'm a fraud and that that's everything that you need to do anyway. So your start will be your finish. And I was like, but I want to do this. Like, what about this? And Jab Sab, and I want to do this. And then Das and Grant and all these other things. And you realize, Firstly, that's everything you need to know. Yeah. And secondly, you realize that I'm a fraud and I'll taught you nothing and everything was in my yeah. You're already doing it in every day, the bunnings will be there. And um, he's never been a fraud. He's, but yeah. I understand the concept of what he was saying, that it was all... That it was, yeah, it was, it was all, all, all predestined, yeah. pre, preordained. Yeah. Well, this was going to happen. It was in you yeah. anyway to do it. Yeah. Just you needed somebody to go do it. I don't yeah. care if it takes you 10 months to do it. But that sort of budget, yeah, that sort of wisdom... I truly believe this. Like Yanis Ragrasinghi, I think he's a throwback. <coughs> you know, every now and again you get a throwback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, he's, I, not, he's, he's not obvious. He's not from this time. He's come back <laughs> to go, this is how it was before. And yeah. uh, I need to reinvigorate this yeah. form. form have, you, have you seen Night, Night in the Museum? Yeah. When like Alexander the Great comes back, yeah. he's like, he's just a throwback yeah. from like a different generation. He's like from 400 years ago. But he walks among us in a suit, <laughs> so yeah. we think he's like one of us, but that guy is, that, uh, Genji's just, yeah, if you're ever in town, if you're ever in Leeds, you should go and, uh, go and check I him need, out. I need to actually contact him, to be honest. Yeah, man, that'll be a conversation I'll be looking to listen to. See, the thing I need to ask you about, university's Instagram, we talked about that, the Two Things Podcast. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. So, um, me and Endy, we're, we're, um, we're watching stuff on the TV, and we're talking about it the next day and having a conversation. Yeah. yeah. And some of our friends are there and they're like, because we have a lot of banter, we have a lot of laugh and jokes when the cameras aren't off, a lot more laugh and jokes we can say. Yeah. And uh, um, a few guys said, you should record this. You should record, record this conversation. So we just, I said to him one day, said, people aren't quite having our views, our views aren't out there. We'll yeah. look at something and we won't, and, our, and the view won't go out. Yeah. Just for, for political correctness. It's like Wonder Woman over there. Yeah, like Wonder Woman over here behind the camera. Mm. But we should put the narrative out there. Yeah. We should have our own space so that if the situation should present itself where um, where the truth on a situation needs to be at least spoken, yeah. as we see it from a sick perspective, or just a truthful perspective, yeah. that we should have a platform upon which to do that. So the Two Sings podcast uh, was created and it went, it's, gone, it's going really well. We, we started, I think, six, six, week, six months before COVID. Yeah. We were doing like one, uh, one every couple of weeks, mm. uh, like a month or so. And um, they've been really well received, actually. Mm. People just like the fresh conversation that we were having, and sort of just talking real about whatever the subject was. Yeah. Um, and then obviously COVID happened, and we sort of, it sort of stopped. Really, during COVID, we should have ramped it up, but... I just took the time to do, to learn. To Whatever do, you need to do. Yeah, to do some other stuff. To do some other stuff. But it's still there in the background. People were messaging. Well, is it coming back? That's the first question. Yeah. Well, it's not gone anywhere. It's still there. Yeah, no, but we're, we're only listening to archived, archived data and talks. We're, 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 what think, everybody wants to know is one of the fresh talks. I think we're going to get something, probably going to get, we, we talked about it just the other day. We're going to get some, we're going to get some more topics going. Well, that's the other thing. What are going to be your, um, your topics? What are you, what is it that you, I know you talk about just views between yourselves, but 
But is there an aim and objective? Is it a certain sort of type of topic? Or? Do you know what? I'm really glad you asked me that, actually. Naturally, um, my passion is starting to veer towards um, progress within oneself. Yeah. So I've started listening and reading um, a wider um, sort of subject base of stuff. Yeah. And I'm finding a lot of that is actually just reinterpreting concepts that have come from Gunanak Bhattach many years ago, but with just new labels. Yeah. Like these, these concepts of mindfulness or yeah. well-being or being in the moment, being mm -hmm. present, not being regretful of the past or anxious of the future, but being present right now. Yeah. That's just said. That's just said after. Yeah. And so um, I think that the future of the podcast, certainly something I haven't spoken to any about it, but I think the future for me for the podcast is going to be about interpreting um, better ways to be in a better place within yourself. Yeah. And I think one of the greatest speakers of the current time that I'm really enjoying listening to at the moment is Tony Robbins. Yeah. Are you familiar with Tony Robbins? Yeah. Flipping phenomenal, man. Absolutely amazing. Some of the stuff that he has imparted to the world, yeah. I think, has made this world a better place. Yeah. Uh, he's made a massive dent in, in the darkness in this world. So Tony Robbins, um, people like um, Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, Eckhart Tolle, yeah. Um, again, I mean, have you, have you read about your spiritual I've got, I've got his book. I am only about 10 pages in at the moment. Okay. And I've just got, um, I'm trying to think who's just done a Netflix series that he's got books in on, so that's all. So Eckhart Tolle, man. Yeah. As you get into it, phone me, I'd love to hear you. You're going to see, you're going to read some stuff and you'll just be like, in, you'll be having like eureka moments as you're reading it. Um, uh, and I think for me, I think those are the sorts of conversations we're going to have. Even if it's absent a guest, I think just amongst ourselves, talking about what we're reading. Yeah. So have you heard about this thing called the superior mind theory? Yeah. Amazing. That's not, is that Napoleon Hill? No, I don't know who's, who it is, but yeah, I've heard it. Okay. So that I thought was flipping fantastic. Well, do you want to explain, you might as well explain the superior <laughs> mind theory. Your podcast, you've listened to it. Okay. Oh, so this is wicked, right? So... Um, Bible Dasty says, Ek Sikha When you have one, one on their own, that you're just a sec. <coughs> when you have two together, then that is the Satsang, you're in the company of the saints because yeah. of what you can then create. Yeah, uh, and then Panji Paramashir, if you get five good six together, that is the Brahman, that, that is the form, that is God. But we're going to stay with the middle one, the way sick is the sad sand of one. Yeah. So there's this concept, I'm not sure who gave birth to it, I think it may be um, a current thinker called Napoleon Hill, but don't quote me on that, but uh, irrespective. So this, the idea of the superior mind theory, right, is that, my name is Amandeep, right, if I, I'm good at law, for example, right, and you're, come uh, you're, you're, you're understanding of policing is, is second to none in this example of two. Yeah? It's not really none. <laughs> okay. So you bring your skill set to me. We're yeah. going to give that a numerical of one. Yeah. And mine's numerical of, of one. Yeah. If we come together, the, the sum total of one and one is what? Two. It's two. But this theory is that when, you, when two people come together, yeah. you don't become the sum total of the individual parts. What happens is we merge right, and become a third mind. Okay. So this third mind isn't one and one together. Yeah. It's if you bring one and one together, it actually makes 11. Yeah. It's just so it's, it becomes a superior uh, exponential, right? Yeah. And so the idea is that when you come together with someone and you're aligned with them for something to be achieved, that we are far more than some of our collective parts are. Yeah. And I just thought that was powerful, man. The amount of times we've had a problem, I've come together with, with, with some of the things, right? 
and we're just like, we're gonna smash this problem. It's me and him brainstorming on the phone. But you, but no, you. That's what we do. We, you'll have an idea. Bang, two minutes later, it's like, done. Got that, got that, got that. But it's not what you've done, it's not you and you together. It is a third mind, yeah. that, which, is a sum, which is far superior than the, the com- combination of the two of you together. Mm. Uh, that's my brief scene behind there. You might as well come with the camera and wave. No? Have you got your makeup on? No, that's it. <laughs> but like, that's the sort of thing I thought was really interesting because we've all experienced that. Where, um, yeah. But we're going to eat. Yeah, what's for dinner? Good. Ready. What we got? Is it Mexican? Mm. All right, cool. You know what we've been talking about you all this time? You might as well just pop in and... <laughs> Shall I eat now? Shall I it? But we're just finishing up recording. Okay. You're actually interrupting the podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> She's been, she's been interrupting my life for 15 years now. <laughs> that's the clip that's going out. But the amount of what was yeah, that? Yeah, the subtitle of the two minds. So, like, when you, you would, I'm not disrespecting either of you, but together you are you are worth so much more than any of your individual parts. Yeah. And that is what my, when Bhagavad Gita says, Doi Saad Sangat, yeah? yeah. When the two of you come together, yeah. it's not two good sex coming together, you become sad sangat. And I, I, well, and I think... There's, there's the Katha of Sam Gyan Gurvashan Singhji. Go on, go on. Sam Gyan Gurvashan Singhji, obviously with the Jatha, they go and do Katha uh, one day, but the rain is so bad that the tents and everything are coming down, so the Singhs are attending to them. Uh, Samji go to the Astar uh, with their Gursik, they go and um, what they go and do is they go and uh, do the Prakasha Maharaj right. and then start the Katha. And the Singh says at the end, Maharaj, well, Katha the Kitiya, so we've done the Katha. We're saying you and me here. And I said, there's nobody else here. And they go, yeah, what's your point? And they go, Ik was like, come there. I'll put the door back here, I'll put the side second there. And that's what they say, they said the two of us are here, that's the second we're here. And so they they say that that and because that was one of the things that they did they quoted obviously by good asking out of there and they said this is what it is we are the but but you but you we we all have that experience in our lives without knowing it yeah. I'll give you an example how many times have been have you been perhaps going back perhaps more to like childhood years yeah, yeah. when you're really stressed out about something right and you've shared it with someone yeah and you've got. Yeah, but it's a problem. Oh. problem shared is a problem half. They always say that. Don't that's an oversimplification. Yeah, it's an oversimplification. In, 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 in reality, <laughs> you're you're not supposed to be on the tape. <laughs> <laughs> There's no guests allowed yet. In, in, in reality, where that person solved the problem, it's yeah. not that person. It's because the, they couldn't solve it without your input. Yeah, it was on the problem. Yeah. And and I think that sort of um, education. Which, I, as you would, I think, is, is, is perhaps most valuable to a place where there's so much anxiety in the current world. Yeah. It's, quite, it's quite staggering that we have so much more available to every one of us. Like Amazon being an example, you can order everything and it will be on your doorstep within a few days at most if you're late, if they're late. We're yeah. talking about days, sometimes hours on some of these applications, right? And yet, with all of this availability and abundance, 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 there is so much. Anxiety and mental unwellness. Yeah. 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 And I think that we need to address that on the basis, like Mara says, Sadab Sukham Mepalia, Harajevadanakui. That Mara can there, Sarnovi, 
setups will cover every yeah, soccer because they're the new setups. Every soccer place, every soccer happens. Yeah, but how did you ever knock over? Don't think for a second that any of this is, is on the level. Huh. Or on the level of what you will achieve, which is why whenever, whenever we get all these things, it gives us a very short firework. But then it's the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Because we haven't quite had, had those comp. It, it, well, that's, a, that's the. Uh, there's a program called Midnight Gospel. No. It's a, it's a load of actually, um, some somebody Duncan Trussell. It's his podcast that basically made it into Netflix, but you don't have to watch it because it's just mental cartoon anyway. But they're talking, and the first episode is about the use of DMT or weed. Okay. And it says basically, the bliss that you get from godliness, what it is is that bliss is, they said. Say you, you have weed or DMT. DMT is basically the, the thing that opens it up. So you take DMT and what it is is you're taking a lift up to that level of paradise or bliss. And all it does is just open the doors and you feel it. And then it closes the doors and you come back. So the bliss of Pramatma is, is wow. that bliss. That's really it's, it's such a good analogy. and The talk is just amazing. The, the podcast is one of the best podcasts I've ever learned so much from that podcast. Wow. Actually, yeah. okay. But that's what he says. He says so those people who go into narcotics and things like that in order to get that bliss they're getting a temporary bliss and what they don't realise from religion or once they become one with the Atman is that that bliss is eternal it's all the time and that's that's I put a quote up not long ago where it said in the German psyche it says Jenny the head then the Kawadi Renando just says you know you can take bang you can take all these things but they're of no use because they only give you a temporary sensation while Jenny the head then the Kawadi so they say that is the drug that you need to take, and mm-hmm. that intoxication lasts forever. Yeah, man, hundred yeah. percent. Like in like in a, in a sort of Western understanding of that, yeah. is there is this um, complete um, obsession with the destination. Yeah. yeah, I want to be on a beach in Jamaica, drinking at the Coca Cabana Club, yeah. rum in a cold glass with an umbrella, and so the total consumption, the total obsession, is about getting to the destination. Yeah. But in an Eastern understanding. The bliss is in making progress on the journey. It's the journey, yeah. But when we oversimplify it to these memes of it's not the destination, it's the journey. Yeah. We don't get the rust of it, right? Yeah. But we know that object. Um, when we objectify something, yeah. and we obtain the we, we obtain the object, that means the destination. Yeah. That it doesn't give you that bliss. It's just like, as you said. But if we focus on that journey, that every single day we're going to chip away yeah. at our avgums, and tomorrow we're a better man than yesterday. Hey, yeah. I'm on the journey. That will actually become. Um, that actually will become the bliss. Yeah. So um, I'm very. I'm an amateur. I'm just starting out now. But I look back on the the ten months that we did the Japanese Abkhaz, yeah. and the journey was bakshish, man. It wasn't about completing it. Yeah. It was in, in my mind. It was about oh, we're gonna get there one day. It's gonna finish. Well, right? that's how I, I look back on the ten months. the book. It's exactly same. It's there's that, there's that goal when you first start, but then I realise as I've gone through the journey, this is what this is what it means. Mm. Yeah. And. I, I, I've learned it now, so now I'm writing the, write, writing a book, yeah? Yeah. but I'm enjoying the process. I'm not, I don't care when it finishes. It might, it might not finish. Yeah. The book might be longer than my life. I'm writing a book about Gunanak Bhattas Jabki. Yeah. It's about five and it's about 600 pages now. Uh, and it's a combination of all different. Whenever I hear somebody speaking about something that's relevant to it, it goes in the book. Yeah. Like, and um, I think I'm about 650 pages now. And it's like a combination of all these great saints that I've heard, including a lot of the stuff I've learned from the, the, sh- the books that you gave as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, in fact, so thank you. 
And whenever anybody speaks of the job to yourself, and I, and I take something. Yeah, yeah. But if, before we were about completing it, mm. now I, whenever I hear anything about me to go in the book, it's a celebration that I've learned something. Mm. I'm like, ah, do, do you know when I started the job to yourself? When? My, I said to say, uh, I said, I'm going to get this done, and I'm going to get it done in a year. I started that in 2004. <laughs> Because it's the journey. Yeah. You know, it was initially this is going to take, this is going to take no time, and then I had to delve and learn myself again and again and again. And I picked up something else, picked up something else, picked up, and that's why when people by surprise it's like, when's this going to be finished? I'm like, it will. You know, it will get finished, and I'm sitting there going, this year it will get finished. But if I learn something else in between and go, no, actually, I need to listen to this first and do this and do this, it means more to me. Another thing that you've said that, Bob, just, just, um, like, honestly, when, when you say their name, yeah, genuinely, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel, um, I feel like I've, I've got a, a love for me, ignite genuinely, and I realised when I was younger and I was meeting Socrates, yeah. yeah, it was about learning from them, yeah. it, it would be like sitting with them and maybe with a notepad and making notes of what they're saying, yeah. or like remembering, oh, remember what you said, I've got to write it down, because it was about collecting information. Yeah. Like now I'll go and see Yaniji, yeah, and I'll and uh, like I went to East, I went when I get to Leeds, we're going we're we'll, we'll going on a family holiday or something. We'll go to we'll go up north and spend some days in the countryside. I'll go and see Yaniji at the house, yeah, and I'll just sit and be with them. And I'm realizing that the, the, the fragrance isn't to write down. The no. fragrance is to smell and enjoy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I'm getting I'm just glad I'm learning that now, not too late. Yeah. So that now if I'm sitting with someone who's with Van, it's not. Just to make notes, like if I if I had your company two years ago, I'd have just been sitting with a tape recorder and I've been right because you always found knowledge for me and for the world, right? You say, but now if I get chance to just sit with you and be with you and experience that fragrance, I'm getting to realise that that is the destination, that that is actually where you want to be. Yeah. And a good book who said this to me once. So so we've we've been surprising you, right? They'll speak very great things, and I'm not saying that there are always going to be things I learn from them. Yeah. But I'll sit with them. And just enjoy being in their company. It's not about collecting information anymore. Yeah. And so, um, I spoke to one of the things about it. So, like, and I said, "What's the method to meditate? Like, what's the method that you should do when you're trying to meditate? Yeah. And like, isn't that do you, do you cross your legs? Is it the more mantra? Is it the maha mantra? Is it do you sit down and uh, uh, do the good mantra? What do you, do you do? Breath, do you do this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're all. I'm not questioning. No, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it goes from the Amen. If you get a chance to sit down and do simran, just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be grateful and chant. Yeah. But don't get caught up in all that. Yeah, Just be exactly. grateful that you're actually doing the thing, innit? You get the moment, be in the moment. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's taken me, uh, uh, I wish I had known that three years ago because, as I was saying, doing the Jaffi Gatha, I was longing for the, the, the completion that I can say I've done it. Yeah. And I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. And the Gatha probably would have been a lot more, there would have been a lot more rafs in that Gatha. Yeah, as Ganiji would, would do Ganiji Bhattas Indi, they would do Gatha to an empty divan. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you've only got another 10 months to start again, haven't you? Sorry? You've got another 10 months, so you can start it again. There's, there is, there and is... This one, Maskeen says within his Gatha, he says, everything I recorded in my first lot of Gatha is worthless to me, I'll never listen to it again. He goes, because what I knew then and the job that I'm doing now is completely different. It's amazing. Because you evolve yourself. Mm. By the Parsons, he says exactly the same. You evolve, your gutter evolves, you learn more things, you grow you grow as a person, those experiences are shared. And yeah, it's just it's just massively different. I, right. Go on. Before before I before we move on, I I just need to ask you one thing. 
what I'd, what I'd like, you know your two things podcast, what I'd like you and, and Emmett to do if possible is considering the sort of background and things you're talking about, I'd like you two to review some TED Talks. TED Talks are just amazing, they're some really good uplifting okay. talks. Okay. And I could see the pair of you watching like a 15 minute TED Talk and go, let's talk about it. Let's, let's break that down. Because there are some really good talks on whether it's geographical infrastructure, whether it's bringing around poverty, whether it's female genocide, whether it's helping people with mental health. And, and you know, there are so many good talks, but you could then bring it down into a sticky value and go... Yeah, that's a really good idea, bro. There are so there are thousands of TED Talks, some amazing TED Talks. You know, we are told if we are to look at a level three competencies within the police, TED Talks are things to look at because you're not looking at just growing yourself or your organisation, you're looking at what the greater impact is to the community, what impact is going to be there with a, a, an incre- increased rate of inflation of 1.5%. Well, the social demographic in this area will suffer more crime, most likely, this and that. You know, but if you are reviewing TED Talks, you'll, you'll be able to go, well, how's this going to impact us? How's this going to impact us? How's this going to impact That's a brilliant idea. You know, things like that. Because you two have got that banter already. But you're applying it to something that's already been done mm. on a stage. And, you know, like Simon Sinek, people like that who are doing some really good TED Talks about wellness, how you uplift yourself, how you promote yourself, how you get ready for jobs, interviews and things like that. Yeah, those sorts of things will be working. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's a really good shot, actually. Because you just sit there and go, I'll watch a 15-minute one, you watch a 15-minute one, you play the odd clip for a couple of seconds, and you comment. I'm yeah, well, I think that's a really good idea, actually. Speaking of which, I saw... I, I, <coughs> I, I saw... Um, some lads do that to a talk that um, I'm not a big fan of this guy but I have to admit he's actually I won't even mention his name it's just me wrong no go on no, no, you don't have to this Joe is like, no, Joe, I love Joe Rogan I think it's fantastic I mean he's in a bit of hot water I mean, isn't he oh. but um, I actually I like his um, deliberate and honest style he, you may not agree with him but no. I do think he's honest about the same with like anybody like Ben yeah. Shapiro where you could cross or that, you know that, when you talk I to the young types of people like, I like those sorts of things I don't agree with everything anybody says I don't agree with you know, the liberals or the far right or the centres because I'll sit there going, I don't agree with that, I don't agree with that, but I like listening to it. No, I can, I can, I can accept disagreement, like with Joe yeah. Rogan, for yeah. example, right? I actually like the guy. Yeah. I disagree with him a lot, but I yeah. like the guy yeah. because I think his energy is in the right place where yeah. he speaks a truth, yeah. the one that's known to him. Yeah. The other guy, I'm not so sure about, right? Who's the other guy? The other guy, the Ben Shapiro. I'm not. I tell you the Ben Shapiro. I don't agree with. I don't agree with. I. I. I'll, I'll tell you what I do. I am not towards the right at all. He is towards the right. But there are some points he makes that I sit there going, "Well, I can't refute that." And it's the same with everybody. Everybody has an element of truth, and the oh, element of truth I'll accept from anybody. However, there are enough disparaging points that I have with everybody, and nobody agrees with. Oh, forget that. We just have to talk about me posting things on Sikhism and Snippets. I'll post something which is against the view of either some Hans or some Syrophotism or Pixalis and they'll be straight out. So we all have difference of views. I'm going to try and do my best to articulate this in in a way that that explains what I mean, but I think I'm going to struggle. Look, I think we should all be able to disagree. Yeah. It's fine. So for example, I'm going to clarify and just um, disagree with you in this way. Joe Rogan I disagree with, but I like the way he comes to what he wants to say because I, I, I know from what place he is coming from it's not a it's a Shapiro is it? 
No, if, no I don't, in arrogance I don't mind. For example, Muhammad Ali, very yeah. arrogant. Yeah. I disagree with some of the things he said, yeah. the way they conduct himself as a... As a as, yeah, but I can disagree with him and still accept what he wants to believe, yeah. right? That, the Ben Shapiro guy is very dangerous in my opinion. I'll tell you the reason why. Not because of his being on the far right. That's, that, that, I, I've got enough maturity intellectually yeah. to be able to disagree with his politics, yeah? Why he is dangerous is because, in my opinion, in yeah. my opinion, his energy suggests to me that he's coming from a dark place. Yeah, he is. And that's not so. You can be far right and not come from a dark place. Yeah. Well, he, he yeah. doesn't even consider just, himself far right. He's like, I'm a Jewish male, honest, but he does come from a negative. Okay, conservative. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah, put conservative it away. views. Okay, let's just say he has very, very conservative views, yeah. which are not, which are non-challenged, and, and in my opinion, quite narrow yeah. in terms of the focus of the benefit. Yeah, yeah. it's not. He's not. He's not for the many. We can put that. Yeah, on. Which, which, would Sikh Dharma would lean towards? It might, it might be for the many, right? 100%. We are for the. We are for the whole of humanity, yeah. right? But what I, what I think is dangerous is I. I consider that there is a very negative energy from listening to him. Yeah. And I mean that very specifically. I don't mean his views. Yeah. I've already clarified. I can listen to Joe Rogan disagree. Yeah. And still be 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 far from disagreeing and listen to that guy, but I don't feel like I need to have a bath. Yeah, yeah, of course. Or yeah. lie down. After I've heard Joe Rogan say whatever yeah, yeah. I disagree with, Ben Shapiro is in a is a very negative energy. And do you know what? I'm going to speak about this because yeah, I think, I think it's... Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens, they all are that sort of thing. That's, that's I give you, but Donald Trump on the yeah. right as well. I don't I don't feel there's a negative. I don't yeah. think there's no energy there. No, there's not dark not, energy. No, there. no, yeah, so I believe, he, he uh, does what he needs to do to get voted. Yeah, exactly. N- Nigel Farage, yeah. right wing. Yeah, yeah. but there's there, there's no dark. No. That with 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 certain individuals, and this is what I've learned. It, you've got to go with that energy, man. The energy is more yeah. important. You are aware that Ben Shapiro is going to be reposting this little clip. Look, that's I, I I I'll give you an example in the bunt, right? Yeah. There was a guy in the. I mean, I'm a massive martial arts. Yeah. Uh, it's been a massive part of my life. Something which I haven't spoken about, but um, I mean, martial arts has massively influenced me from a young age. It was what, it was actually a commonality that joined me and my dad. It was something that we share. It was yeah. Bruce Lee, you know, Enter the Dragon, yeah. yeah, the greatest movie of all time, and um, it's something that we share, yeah. Um, and so there was a guy that came out, and uh, in sort of as I was coming to Sikhi, he came out and he became a massive um, 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 influence and inspiration to all of the youth that were sort of training and want to learn about martial arts, right? And I would go and become a student. Who is it? Master You know who I'm speaking, huh? It's not Master The the one who will sh- who she will remain nameless. Um, and I'd go in and you know. Voldemort. <laughs> 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 and the reason I don't want to name him is because I learned from him. That's and so I've got that that respect. And I said, I, in fact, yeah. I The point being, he came and he he, pro- he propagated Shastra Vidya. Oh, the okay. last okay. And I was obsessed about yeah, yeah. what he would teach, right? Yeah. And for me, it was, but I agree with his video, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, but there's a, that's just a really two-dimensional, black and white way to look at things. And as human beings, we're not black and white. We're so soft. We will take on far more than we, we know. Yeah. And I would go and I would go to his, London, his West London class in Cranford and Hounslow. I would go to his Leicester class and Berlin class. I was obsessed with martial arts. Yeah. And this for me was the quote, this is our heritage, right? Yeah. So I was going to Birmingham, Wolverhampton, Leicester on the weekend mm-hmm. and Cranford, uh, uh, that was on a Sunday. And on a Saturday, he would do a um, West London Hounslow and a West London Slough class. Mm-hmm. I'd go to those, but that was, uh, I, would, I was just obsessed with this guy, right? Yeah. But I was too young and naive to realise that there's a spiritual price that you pay as well. 
And being in those classes, I, mean, I was quite, I was fit. I was doing kickboxing, Western kickbox, uh, kickboxing as well. Now, those are intense fitness classes. You're doing squats, press-ups, um, uh, sit-ups, sparring. You yeah. know? But I would go to his classes, which was a lot of standing and a lot of theory. A lot of it is yeah. theory. A lot of a lot it is theory. Yeah, because we used to go. A lot of it is theory, right? Mm. And I would be knackered at the end of his classes. And, and I realised afterwards, the environment was such a negative environment. Nice that it was, I, but I didn't realise what it was. Because yeah. I was like, I can, I can bash the bag for 45 minutes. This is going to be easy. Yeah. And then I'd noticed you hear about so many things going there, cutting their gears, yeah. right? But as a young, influential, influenced person, in my mind, it was, yeah, but the video's good. Yeah. Right? We've, got, we've got to be better than that. And so we talk about these guys on social media, like, for example, this um, Ben Shapiro guy, right? Yeah. You said, I can't refute his, his, his so, words, yeah. right? Why that's a dangerous way of looking at things, bro, in my opinion, yeah. right? Is if it's about the, the, the stats or the figures yeah. or what he's saying, I couldn't refute anything that the, the, yeah, the video teacher was saying. Yeah. But all, all I can tell you is it was damaging me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's more important than the actual words being spoken. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would go to those classes, go, I can't refute anything he's saying. You might dislike him to somebody outside the yeah. class, but you can't refute what he's saying. And that's really scary. Because when you start ignoring that we're we human, we're we did, souls. We did a few of some of the things, but that's... I'm sure, we, yeah. I'm sure you guys... It wasn't, it wasn't me, it was uh, Dean Signibola who was with me. Jav! And he was he was able to do that. He was able to... Because obviously he brought out Master's Presence, there were some things in that, and well, he, he was able to refute all those the, the, the point being, I've got an, an ultimate respect for him as a teacher, right? Yeah. But I can't change the fact also that... Sorry, come and get him, Jav. That it was, it was actually... The truth be told, it was a very negative environment yeah, to, yeah. to be around. And that's the truth. That's that's my truth, yeah. right? If I went just on the what I could or couldn't refute, yeah. who knows where I might. I had to stop going to those classes because yeah. ultimately, if 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 in my, putting it simply, if if you're going to those classes to learn dharma to, to, to be to be um, the protectors of dharma, you're throwing yourself away. Yeah, which yeah. a lot of people can't lose a piece of stuff. Yeah. I mean, the stats will show in history, right? How many how many people have gone there and cut their guess? How many people have gone to those classes and that you'll know, especially in the Midlands. That have gone into a negative place, right? Yeah. So we have to be better than that in judging what is good and bad. If it's just stats, then people like Ben Shapiro will always win yeah, because yeah. you can't refute the stats. That's the thing. We've got to be measuring from a better standard, though. Yeah, so we're, we're not we're not grass on a wall. We're human beings. We're ninety percent water. Yeah. And I think we've got to change the way that we judge what's what's good or bad. Yeah. Rather than just whether you can refute it or not. No, I'm hundred percent agree. Uh, I don't think you put it across. In any way that it should be put. And just to be clear, I, I've got total respect for that guy because anyone that, like I said, my dad told me he'd never respect, never disrespect where you come from. Yeah. A lot of the things that I learned from Nadal, I have to say, they're stuff that I will still hold on to. Yeah. But I have to accept that it was a negative environment and yeah. that we need to be better at how we judge who, who we take as teachers. Yeah. Again, it's a grand thing I'll go to and I won't learn anything stats-wise, but I'll leave yeah, better than the day I went. Yeah. And that, that for me is a true... Video style. Well, that's what you take from there. Yeah, that's, that, that's that's really done a minute. Yeah. Right. Last thing, man, because I know you know we're ready to uh, to much chat. Future ventures. Tell me about future ventures. Um, You've talked about a book, which might not come, might, which might come. Oh, two things podcast, which I'm hoping comes again. But what are your future ventures? What are you? Do you know what, Prof? Um I am really grateful in terms of the success I've had in, 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 in terms of the things that I've been able to achieve in business, right? Yeah. My real passion now 
is really delving deep into this massive kajana that I've amassed. And I've got these, I've got so much uh, text to read. Yeah. I've, I've got all these wonderful books, and, and um, at the floor of that collection is the stuff that I've had on, on come through on the Seekers and Snippets uh, podcast. You know your, you know your monthly subscription thing. I'm gonna just plug that right now, being transparent. I think everybody should, I think the whole bunch should be signing up to this. So you've got this. This is not for your benefit. Come this me out. No, don't cut it out. I think this is really important. This is my. This is something that's really important to me. The Sikhism in snippets. I. I mean. I mean these words literally. The Sikhism in snippets subscription, Terrible. which is something you can um, sign up to online, um, on the Sikhism and snippets webpage, is life direction changing. And I mean those words legit. When I say that, because the texts have come from such authoritative sources and the information has come from such credible referenced sources, which is what it's all about in education, finding the truth, right? That I don't think there's any texts, I do not think there are any texts out there that are anywhere near um, the accuracy, the quality of information and what we need in terms of the, what the bump needs right now. So in terms of future ventures, for me, bro, I'm going to go, um, I, I, you're not going to catch me telling you I'm opening a new, a new business because my, my immediate thing right now is things, things are going to allow me some time and I'm probably going to go very quiet for a while because I've got a lot of stuff to read and um, that's going to be my, my immediate future. I said to Jack. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's a good thing. A future venture is self-reflection, isn't it? Well, I'm building this thing at the back. I've got this little thing which you can't see. I've got this little gym at the back I've built. All my stuff is going in the back there. And um, I'm going to put a screen on there. <laughs> to the missus, if all plans go well, <laughs> just be spending yeah, some time. Yeah, yeah, man, man. Yeah. I've got, I've got so much stuff. I've got some kadana there to get through. No, that's that's going to be. And there are a few business things that I want. And I'll give a little tinkle here. I've got coming on as well that I think are going to be. Uh, they're going to be quite helpful. They'll be quite brief on it for you as well. That's awesome. Plug yourself, man. Tell people about your social media. How people can contact you. Because there's going to be people out there that have heard this and go, I'm going through that, or I'm. Going through that, or I'm at this stage of my life, and you've gone through it. How can I contact you? Well, can I plug some resources instead? Plug, every, plug whatever you want. All right, and then I plug some resources. Okay, if anybody wants to find out about the journey of the soul, yeah, I would like to plug a few resources if that's okay. Okay, okay. So on 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 YouTube, um, my teacher Yanni Sukrajingi has done an amazing forty part gutter. And bizarrely, it's not on the Sick to Inspire page. I don't know why it's not on the Sick to Inspire page or why it's not on Guru Madhavi Jal. I don't know. I've asked but for it. It's, asked it's, for it on the, it's under the subheading Sick Inspiration. If you type in Jabti Sab Gata, um, Sick Inspiration, I don't know why, who, who that platform is. Uh, if anyone wants to find out about who you really are inside, I'd really recommend listening to that. It is by far the single most influential gatha that I've listened to. And it's by Gyanisha Gurad Singhji. It's on the Sikh Inspiration page. If you type in Gyanisha Gurad Singhji, If anybody wants to know about marriage, um, then there is going to be a Oh, there's going to be a gatha that we're going to be releasing in Sikhi Marriage Week, which is going to go for the Lava in full. Um, and that's going to be coming out uh, probably in June uh, of this year on the Basics of Sikhi page. If anybody has any questions, if I've said anything that offended anybody and you want me to apologise, you can message me on Amadeep Singh East London uh, on Instagram. Uh, and that's basically it, bro. Um, Thanks for having no, me. No, it's fine. The other thing I want to add was people haven't heard on SoundCloud. Yanni Sukhraj Singh is doing the Exhibit Oh, massive. So, which um, is from the Freeport Wild Depot, which covers the Jabji Sahib and is now 
up to like there's 50 parts on there's yeah, loads of other yeah he's, he's currently undertaking a massive endeavor i imagine it will take him a few years he's yeah. going through every anger every pain to say every shabbat the guru grand sabji maharaj and explaining in english it's the first complete gatha yeah. of guru grand sabji maharaj and um that that is going to be such a kajamna that's going to be something else it's not complete yet but yeah, as you said, that's like 250. It's going to take a long time, but, but yeah, he's working for it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's going to be something, that'll be something for the ages. I think Yannick Golvanti is completing theirs currently as well, aren't they? They're, on, they're like somewhere. They're, they're, on pay, they're on part 714 or something like that. Last time I saw them. Ridiculous. They've got some time. Right, have you got, before we close up, have you got any questions for us? Uh, you've really made me think about some things that I haven't thought about for a long time. I want to just say um, something which is quite personal to the universe, really. Um, I want to thank all of my teachers um, from Mrs. Kinsella all the way back at school, as I mentioned earlier, to Mrs. Pacey um, and all of the teachers that have come before and since. Um, we are nothing without our teachers. I'm really grateful uh, for all of the time that you have spent with me. And if I've said anything that's been anybody, I ask your forgiveness. I want to thank my brother here for having me on his show and also um, for all of the books that you've given to this world, uh, which I have read and highlighted and read again. Um, thank you so much for all your seven years doing Deep love to you. Know, like I said, the books are plagiarised uh, other people's works. So all I've done is translate. I just want to say thank you very much for, on behalf of the the uh, flawed, foolish, and fantastic podcast. Thank you for being fantastic, and I really appreciate your honesty today. Your honesty all the way through, and this is why we want people like you on, because there is fantastic out there as much as you might not consider yourself to be. I thought that was a really you know a heart moving talk, and I appreciate it. Nice. Thank you. But no, I just want to say thank you very much. Why did you come to us? Why did you come to keep up